0: My name's Josh. And my name's Brett. Welcome to the Hapticast 2020 Game Awards Special. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hapticast episode number 26, the 2020 Game Awards Special. My name is Josh Tull, and I'm joined as always by my good friend Brett Roberts.
1: What's up, everybody? Josh, how you doing? I'm doing okay.
0: As I just told you before we started, my stomach is a mess, uh, and that's all I have for you. Don't eat raw fish, folks. Okay?
1: Hopefully you can get through the next hour, or two-hour podcast.
0: Yeah, without shitting my fucking brains out. That's right. Anybody, any, anybody, anyway, welcome everybody to our Game Awards special. Uh, for those of you that don't know, obviously we are going to basically do a special for you all about the Game Awards, which are coming up, uh, in another week or so, um, And obviously too, if you don't know, we've been talking about doing a live stream for the Game Awards, which we're going to do. Um, So before we get started, just take a quick look at our ad for the uh, Game Awards, our live stream. Fuck the Oscars, you know? Fuck the Oscars! Fuck you! I'll tell you! About Hideo Kojima, the creator of Metal Gear Solid and tonight's industry icon.
1: We are most powerful when we come together, united by our common love for the art form. So there it is. Great job, Josh. That was really cool.
0: Yeah. So we are obviously streaming live for the Game Awards. Uh, We're going to do it, I think, just on YouTube. Um, So make sure you're subscribed, you have that notification bell on, um, so you know when we go live for the Game Awards, and we are slated to go live at 6.30 um, on December 10th, uh, starting with, and coinciding with the Game Awards pre-show, and then, you know, if there's anything that happens during that pre-show, obviously we'll show it to you guys, and we'll have a conversation. Um, We'll probably recap our conversation from the podcast this week about the Game Awards, um, and then... You know, as we always say, it's just going to be you guys watching along with us um, and seeing our reactions to it and basically just hanging out and, you know, enjoying the spectacle that is the Game Awards. So. And Jeff Keeley. Yeah. And Jeff Keighley. Yeah. Jeff is always interesting to watch live because you can tell when he's doesn't is
1: really annoyed by the
0: people. Yeah. <laughs> He, that are talking or he's doing something with. He's, he's like one of those people that seems things need to happen a certain yes. way and when they don't, he does not like it. He
1: gets nervous. Um, like you could tell. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a fun character for sure. Yeah. Like with the dude from, uh, uh, Fuck the Oscars dude. Oh, Fuck the Oscars guy. Yeah. A Way Out. Yeah. Yeah. A Way Out, which is a great great
0: game that we played. It was
1: a great game. Um, I also want to point out that the Game Awards Orchestra is coming back and. Yeah. Dude, I'm excited for that.
0: Yeah. So they started that, what, like
1: maybe four years ago? Three, four years ago? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. And they would just play the theme uh, songs of all the, the games as the nominees were getting announced and stuff, you know?
0: Right. Um. But, you know, then they started doing like big... Not concerts, but like medleys of all of like the game of the war, game of the year, yep. um, you know, scores and stuff like that. Before it's it's really cool. It's kind of become like a tradition with the game awards. So it's going to be nice to see them do that kind of virtually with COVID and everything. Yeah,
1: and also they have like a little mini concert, uh, you know, performances, if you will. Uh, they had the right. Devil May Cry theme song for Devil May Cry Five, um, Devil Trigger, yep. that was a cool one. Yeah, uh, they had uh, Mick Gordon do the Doom soundtrack the one time that was fucking awesome that's right yeah Uh, and then one of my favorite bands avenge sevenfold their guitarist sinister gates was a part of the orchestra and did like epic solos and shit at at one point so
0: including for persona 5 yeah
1: that was fucking awesome gotta tell you that was cool as fuck
0: yeah Um, so for those of you that are watching the pod uh, the full pod obviously thank you Um, you know we're going to basically be going through each category from the game awards um, and just discussing you know what our favorite games are and then also maybe what we think is most likely to win at the game awards okay Um, which obviously might differ from our own opinions um, but that's the way that it is so if you want to watch the full pod obviously please do thank you we're going to be splitting it up into like smaller videos as well for certain categories Um, but in the description you'll have links to each category so if there's one thing particularly that you want to skip to or listen to um or come back to then you know check the description for those timestamps. um uh, so brett let's just give a quick overview of kind of specifically how we're going to be doing this and then let's hop hop in okay so you want to go over how we're doing this
1: I can, yeah. So essentially, everybody, what we're going to be doing is we loaded up the uh, nominees on the Game Awards website, and we're just going to be going through every single category. And as Josh said, choosing our favorites and then what we think is going to win. Um, You know, full disclosure, we don't play every single video game that comes out. Uh, We do play a lot of video games and, you know, Mm. beat a lot of video games. Uh, Unfortunately, there's so many that we can't play them all. So there's going to be some that we just have no knowledge of, and there may be even a full nominee, uh, you know, a full category that we know absolutely nothing about, mm-hmm. uh, including the eSports categories, which we're just going to be skipping completely. So, yeah, full disclosure, that's how it is.
0: Yeah. And um, so, yeah, we're skipping the eSports categories because, to be honest with you, we don't have anything to discuss with them. We know eSports are huge. Um, we know they have mass followings um, and they're awesome for the industry, but they're personally not something that we're super into. So we don't feel like it's fair to bumble through that because we have no knowledge of any of that. So yeah. why even waste your time with it? Exactly. Um, yeah. And then for any other category, if there's like, you know, one, only one game that we played or some of those games that we didn't play at all in a category, then we might just be talking about, okay, maybe we didn't play this game, but we know the impact kind of had on the industry or kind of the buzz that's been around it. This is most likely going to win. Exactly. Okay, based off of the criteria for that category. All right. So with that, Brett, let's hop right into the Best Debut Game. All right. All right. So Best Debut Game uh, is for the Best Debut Game created by a
1: new independent studio. We're familiar with new independent studios here on Haptic Intel. We are familiar with new independent studios on Haptic Intel. So check out Indie Intel on our
0: channel. (laughs) Quick plug. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So the, the games for this category are... Brett. Carry on, um, Mortal Shell, Raji, and Ancient Epic, Roki, and then Phasmophobia. That's right. Okay. So what what do you what do you have to say about these? What do you think?
1: So I've heard of three of these games. I've played three of these games, and there's two that I know absolutely nothing about. Okay. Um, so you want me to just go through and just tell you what I think? Yeah. 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 Okay. So uh, carry on uh made by phobia game studio or Devo- it's published by devolver um yeah that game's fucking awesome okay i played a little bit of it um i didn't beat it i actually should go back to it but i was playing it on my pc um and mm. i haven't done what, a lot what of pc is it gaming. exactly so what it is is it's a game in which you play as like a science experiment that breaks out of the lab and you okay. just go like you play as the experiment and you just go around the lab, killing things and absorbing things and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, okay. You can actually deposit parts of you- yourself in like uh, these little pools of water. So you become smaller so you could fit in other places. It is like a Metroidvania where you just play as this gigantic spaghetti monster, essentially. Um, okay. And you control like the different tentacles that you have with the triggers and you. it's it's really fucking cool. Um hmm it almost has like uh, spoilers for inside the game inside. It almost has mm-hmm. a um, feeling like the ending of inside where you're that giant abomination. Yeah. Yep. But th- it's a whole game of that. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. It, I like it's it. really, really cool. Yeah. Um, and then mortal shell. Mm-hmm. I played a little bit of that as well. A, a lot less than I played of carry on. Um, it's basically a dark souls clone, but yep. the cool thing about it was you play as like this, like, uh, weird being, almost like an alien, and you go inside of these dead bodies uh, as like your shell. And when you die, right. you get kicked out of the shell, and you're like really, uh, you know, susceptible to attacks. You get hurt really easily. But it's like a second chance at life. And if you can get back inside your body, you know, you you can respawn essentially. But you can only do that right. once a life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool and it's really fun. Um, and it's really fucking hard as a Dark Souls game, you know, would be. Right, uh,
0: and it actually it it looks really fucking
1: good on PC. Yeah, it did. I told you about it. You downloaded it, and you gave it a shot yeah. a little bit. Um,
0: yeah, I played like the first little area, um, and then I started getting my shit pushed in. And I was like, all right, um, I've seen enough here.
1: Yeah, it's it's really beautiful, especially if you have like a nice graphics card and your PC's you know up to date. Uh, I don't know if it's on console. It might be on like Xbox or something, but um, mm. anyway, pretty cool. Uh, and then the last game i played that you also played because we played it together josh is phasmophobia um yes now this game is a romp it's a riot this game is it's fun it's fun it's fun uh we have a let's play on our channel if you guys want to check it out haptic plays phasmophobia josh did a great job editing uh several hours of content into a nice short video um and it was a lot of shitty video footage we captured and josh made it work uh we had an idea for the video yeah. i think it turned out really well so check that out uh if you yeah. want to know our thoughts on phasmophobia i think all you need to do is play that or watch that video you know yeah so i
0: agree uh, that game is a lot of fun though yeah
1: um it's
0: uh i think what works so well about it right besides like the horror aspect of it right because it's not necessarily doing anything new in that sense of the sort, not even survival horror but i guess in a sense that where you have objectives and things to do the cool part about it is the the cooperative component mm-hmm. right with your friends and the communication and the comms and how that works and all the different gadgets yep. and the use of voice and things like that so it's cool
1: yeah absolutely it's it's not often you get a uh, <clears throat> co-op horror game like that uh especially one that uses voice chat and voice recognition software so well uh for example when you know the haunt starts happening your comms will go down uh and you can only use local voice chat and the the walkie-talkies stop working right so that can lead to some really fun moments and some really scary moments yeah Uh, so i agree with you for sure
0: yeah um, and then you didn't, that, that was it, right? You didn't do Roki or Raji.
1: Unfortunately, I did not get a chance to play either of those two games. Although, um, mm-hmm. looking at their I've heard great things, have you about which one? Both? Uh, Raji, uh, an ancient Epic specifically. Okay. Um, I heard it's very, very good. I was going to say Roki. I like the art a lot. It looks really cool. That looks like Fenrir. Uh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it looks like a, yeah. a Norse thing, but yeah, you know, Listen, I didn't play them. I don't know anything about them myself, so I can't speak to that. Um, I don't know if you're ready so, to call it, but I'm ready to call it right well, now. Well,
0: yeah, I was going to say, so which, what do you think, <clears throat> what What would be your personal choice for so, this category?
1: So my personal game of, of choice here for best debut game would be Carry On. Uh, okay. Mainly because it's very polished. It's done. It's a complete mm-hmm. game. It's violent. It's gory. It's... Uh, it's horror but not really horror like you play as the monster right yeah Mm -hmm. um but i love the art style i love everything about it that in this category would be my uh my choice i would say phasmophobia but that game's still an alpha and it's it's buggy and we've had a lot of issues with it um right if there was a category for like best debut multiplayer game i would say that for sure but as a full package carry on is my choice
0: okay um, for me personally, just because of my time with it and to not, you know, whatever be unfair, I guess for my personal choice would be phasmophobia just because of how much I played, uh, and how much I haven't, I haven't genuinely enjoyed that game. Um, yeah. so that would
1: be my personal choice. Now, and then what do you think will actually win? See, that's, that's the thing. Um, unfortunately I haven't heard anything about Raji Aroki, like no buzz at all in my own mm-hmm. sphere um mortal shell i saw a couple let's plays um but the games that i've seen make the most impact are carry on and phasmophobia especially on twitter uh right twitter for carry on and youtube for phasmophobia i think phasmophobia has a really really strong chance of winning this simply because of the buzz it made and all the people playing it i agree i just think that if you look at it from a you know polished good game carry on is Mm -hmm. is better in my opinion so
0: yeah and some something to keep in mind too is how the voting works for it like officially so yes fans can vote but fans score is only weighted 10 percent for the actual winner yeah for the game awards um and then the other 90 percent is made up of like you know hundreds of different news media outlets for gaming um across the entire globe yeah um, so if we're keeping that in mind, if I was going from a strictly like popularity perspective, I'd probably say Fabismophobia. If I was going from an actual content perspective, based off of what I seen, I actually think that Raji or carry on would probably win. And of those two, I might lean slightly more to carry on just because of how much more I've seen about it specifically, yeah. even though I don't know anything about the game personally. No, that
1: makes sense. I agree with so. that. All right. Well, All right. let's move on, Josh. So the next category for the Game Awards is Content Creator of the Year. Um, yes. Hopefully I don't butcher any of these names. They look pretty easy. Um, mm. So the first nominee is Alana Pierce. i uh, very mm. familiar with her. Uh, yep. J. Ann Lopez, Nick Merckx, Tim the Tatman, and Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Mm. I don't know how to say it. That's the one I'm, I'm caught up on. Yeah. So what do you think? What... Uh, do you know any of these people? Uh, who do you who do you have the the game award going to here?
0: Well, so for for me, I watch. I personally watch um, Alana and Tim's content. Um, I know of Nick Merks because he's played with Doc in the past, and Doc makes fun of him a lot. Uh, um, and I know he was. I think he was a pro Call of Duty player, or maybe still is a pro Call of Duty player. Okay. Um, and then I have heard a lot of great things about. As far as what she's done for the community in like Jay Lopez, Valkyrie is somebody that I don't know anything about. Okay. Okay. So out of all of them, I think I, I I know specifically Alana Pierce, and I think one of the things with this category is they say on the website, you know, it's for a streamer or a content creator who has made an important and positive impact on the community in 2020. Yep. And Alana Pierce specifically spearheaded along with I forget the um the guy's name from twitch but she she spearheaded the accessibility awards um uh with uh, twitch uh and this other uh, twitch streamer who is uh you know kind of like an accessibility um and you know gamers who are differently abled icon on twitch and she kind of spearheaded that and and did like basically weekly streams for that and collected a lot of money to give to a bunch of different foundations she also Um,
1: so she also um was trying to get gamers to donate old systems to hospitals, children's hospitals specifically. Right. right. Um, with the new consoles coming out. So I did I do know of that. Yeah. So, that's pretty so cool.
0: at least in my sphere um and what I have seen personally um and the person that at least the content I consume the most would be Alana's. Um so that would be my choice
1: would be Alana Pierce. Okay. So out of these five people, I only know Tim the Tap Man very briefly. I know you watch him, and our friend Christian watches him, um, yeah. and I know Alana more than any of them. Um, mm-hmm. Tim had the whole Fall Guys thing, which, right. um, you know, we were during. It was during a pandemic. Fall Guys right. came out. It was this, you know, explosive game. Everyone was playing it. Everyone was talking about it. And for some reason, Tim just couldn't get that W, and it became this whole big ordeal on the internet. ESPN covered it. It was like a huge, huge thing that Tim couldn't win at Fall Guys. And finally he wins. And it was like this awesome moment. So he offered entertainment for people at a time when we could really use it. And it was like an underdog story, as stupid as that sounds, uh, of this guy who couldn't win a game of Fall Guys. Um, Something I could relate to a lot because I also had trouble winning my first Fall Guys game. Um... However, like you said, Alana's done a lot of stuff, like we just said, with the um, accessibility and giving, you know, uh, consoles to the children in hospitals, Uh, you know, not even on a positive impact side, but she's worked with several different companies, Funhouse, Kind of Funny. She's been all over the place. Yeah. She is a voice in cyberpunk for uh, one of the one of the characters in the game. So her career is just skyrocketing right now. And uh, it's really cool to see that happening for her. Um, Yeah. So I agree with you. I think Alana is my pick for the game uh, uh, content creator yeah. of the year. And and to be honest with you, I also think she's the one that's
0: most likely going to win mm-hmm. um, overall for the game. Oh, shit. Just looking.
1: She got a job at fucking Sony. She works with Corey Sony's Barlog Monica, now. Yeah. Yeah. As a, as a writer, as a narrative yeah, writer. Yeah, dude. She's fucking her career. A
0: narrative, a narrative lead, actually, I think, which is
1: nuts. Yeah. I heard she wrote a lot of uh, good good stuff in the past. So... She she
0: has written a lot of short stories and things like that. Um, she's a very very good writer. Yeah, a very talented writer.
1: And I don't want to. Uh, I want to point out here. You know, unfortunately, the two people we're the most aware of are like the two whitest people among these five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It has nothing to do with that. I only. I just only know these two people. Um. So I do apologize, but uh, my whiteness is showing there. Yeah, I, I. It's
0: unfortunately all we've been exposed to.
1: Um, but again, at least from my
0: sphere and what I think is most likely based off of at least what I've seen, um, within the community, I think Alana would, is going to win this category. Yeah, me too. I'm with you. So, okay. All right. Um, sorry. I'm taking notes as we go along here. That's okay. So. Okay, so the next category is Best Multiplayer Game of the Year. Okay, so for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design, including co-op and massively multiplayer experiences, irrespective of game genre or platform. Okay. The nominees for this category are Brett Animal Crossing New Horizons, Among Us, Call of Duty Warzone, Fall Guys, and Valorant. Josh, I gotta tell you, this is a stacked category. This category might be the most contentious uh, out of every single one. Now. Because, go ahead. No, go ahead. Why Why do you believe that? I, 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 I was just going to say, even though, so I've personally played every single one of these games, okay? And more than just like a pop-in, pop-out, mm-hmm. right? I know you don't, you didn't play Valorant a lot um, or Among Us, but I played Valorant a lot with Christian when it first launched. Um, and I think out of, all the categories even though I personally don't like all of these games each one of them I think could win for different merits because they have huge communities behind them yeah but for different reasons so that's that's all I was gonna say but you
1: go, go ahead no you're absolutely right 100% um and as I mentioned in our last category it's you know been a really rough year. And I think these all five of these games have really had massive backing behind them uh, from all gamers, and I think that they all really helped out people. You know, at a time when we could use some cool games to play, it brought us together. I think these games all did that very well. Um, I do think that a few of them are fads, um, and they, their time has already come and gone. Unfortunately, um, specifically Fall Guys and Among Us. Among Us is kind of a little bit past its peak right now. Fall Guys already, you know. Roll coasters already taken off, um, but you know Twitter, YouTube, everything was just Fall Guys Among Us, um, you know. So those are like the two meme games. However, they had such a big impact this year. It's it's worth noting that um, Warzone, Absolutely. obviously, like the biggest battle royale right now. Not our battle royale of choice, however, yeah. it's the most popular one. Yep. Valorant, I think, is the weakest item on this list here. Um, I also know the least about Valorant, but uh, I just don't think it got the community behind it as much as it would have liked, and I don't really see anyone playing it anymore.
0: Right, Which is really surprising and a little almost upsetting to me because Riot developed it, and Riot is such a... Even though we don't play their games that much. Now, listen, I played a lot of League back in the day even though we don't play their games that much, they always do such a good job with big community support and events. You know, they really listen to their uh, community and they always have these huge events. Um, And I know it's a later category we'll get to, but like they're, even though I didn't watch it, I'm not involved with it, they're like league championship whatever live stream whatever and the stuff they did with that was like groundbreaking yeah and like in a virtual space so they're just they're an awesome company so you saw how popular valorant was when it was like in beta and right before it came out right everybody was streaming it yep and it was it's it's basically CS:GO but more refined and you have the addition addition of abilities and characters and things like that um so for that to have so much steam and then it seemed to compl- like literally I don't see anybody play it anymore. And yeah. the big people, you know, Summit, Tim, and Doc, right? Were all all on that shit when it came out. And then nothing. Yep. That's it. And it, it's a little uh weird to kind of see it go by the wayside like that, especially with how much support Riot put behind
1: it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's it's interesting that it's nominated because they could have easily put something else in its spot, but, um, you know, riot is huge. Like you said, huge. So it makes sense that they're on here. I just don't think that the game has much of a backing as it did. Um, so what's your choice? Well, hold on. There's still one we didn't talk about, Josh. Oh, sorry. Oh yeah. Animal crossing. Now this it's so weird that it's in this category. I get why it is, but to me, I know. And listen, it's nominated for other things, so we're going to talk about it a lot more later, I'm sure. Um, Yeah, I I wouldn't pick it to win this category. (laughs) I wouldn't pick it to win this category either, because the multiplayer aspect of Animal Crossing is not the most polished thing. You know, every time you have someone... It is so cumbersome. (laughs) Whenever someone joins your, your game, it like pauses the whole thing. If someone's talking to an NPC, you have to stop, or else the person can't join. So, it is kind of a pain in the ass. Um... So yeah, let's let's choose one here and let's real quick, we'll go over the the criteria for this award. So it's for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design, including co op and massively multiplayer experiences, irrespective of game genre or platform. Now, Josh, let's talk about first, the thing we think will win, and then the thing we want to win. Okay, so the thing is, Josh, Several of these games were free and easily accessible, and that's what led to their success. Um, Among Us is free on mobile, Call of Duty Warzone is free, and Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout was free with PlayStation Plus, which gave it a huge boost in players. Um, So you have to keep in mind that those three games are going to get a huge influx. Valorant is free, too. There you go. So those four games are going to get a huge influx of fan votes. Uh as you said, it only factors for 10% of the of the actual uh results. Right. So what do you th- what do you think who's going to win?
0: Who is going to win? Oh. As I think it's going to be Call of Duty Warzone. Um and it's also that's also the one I think should win the least. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, I agree. Or Valorant. uh, uh it's just I don't want to go into a whole tangent with a Call of Duty, but I don't think it should win, and I think Activision and everybody at Activision should be burned alive in a building, okay? That's just it. Okay. I think they're a terrible, terrible company. Not the developers, the actual figureheads of the company. I think they're awful company, terrible. I don't think we should reward terrible companies. Anyway. um, So you think... So I think that's most likely to win. Just because of... First of all, it's going to win the fan votes... I think it's not going to win necessarily the normie quote-unquote votes, but that game has such a fucking huge base that plays it. It's insane how many daily users Warzone has. Um, And it just got another bump because of uh, Cold War that came out. Yep. So that's who I think is going to win.
1: Okay. Would you concur with that? Yeah. I think there's a couple of things that play into that, though, I think. And it's politics mostly. Um, Mm -hmm. So right now, you know, Recency bias among us would would win simply because, like I said, it's at the peak. It's it's starting to roll down a little bit, but Among Us is at the peak right now of its popularity. Um, so that could be a factor in that being the winner here. Um, Fall Guys, like I said, is way past its prime already, and it kind of passed on the Among Us. However, Josh, um, Jeff is revealing I think season three of Fall Guys and the new courses at the Game Awards. I don't know if that partnership has any impact on this game getting an award or not. There's always the potential for politics to play here. Um, but like you, I think that uh Call of Duty Warzone is probably gonna be the winner here. Okay.
0: But okay, so we think we now agree on who might or is going to be probably the winner, but who do you personally want to see win? Who do you think should win um
1: I w- this, this category. I would want Fall Guys to win this. Okay. What about you?
0: Um, I'm going to actually say um, I think I like Fall Guys more than I like the game that I, I think should win. Um, I think Among Us should win. That would be my choice. And my main reason behind that, right, is because of how accessible it was to people um, and how popular it was and all that. But also, to me, Among Us has a great story that game has been out for a really long time it actually didn't come out this year which maybe you can make an argument actually then it shouldn't be nominated but that game didn't come out this year The game's a couple years old so the fact that they were able to i mean like they just got a twitter account and stuff like that like the game nobody played that game yeah so the fact that they were able to kind of resurrect it from the dead um and then put support behind it right and start that support again for something that's already been out for a while because they saw that it was bringing people together during like the pandemic and things like that. I think that's a pretty cool story. Yeah. That it's something that was out there that was kind of dead and then kind of got reinvigorated by just kind of the world that we live in and the fact that they were able to actually support it, create new content for it and things like that. I think there's something to be said about that. No, absolutely. So that would be
1: my choice. They were actually working on a sequel at the time. The game got popular and they canceled the development of the sequel to continue working on the base game. Right. So Yeah, I I completely, you know, I could see that being a possibility. Um, My thing with Among Us is I almost feel like old school D&D nerdy when I'm like uh, thinking about Among Us because we, Josh, our friends, play board games like Resistance, um, you know, Secret Hitler, these Mm -hmm. social deduction games. uh, Mm -hmm. And to see it, you know, become so popular but in a different format than how we experienced it first. I'm like, Oh, the board games are better. You know what I mean? That's how oh, I, am. I would, I, I, I agree with that statement. Yeah. But, I just, yeah. I'm an elitist when it comes to that, uh, for some reason with among us. And I didn't like how popular among us or fall guys got. It kind of pissed me off because, because then when fall, when among us came out, people were like dead game, dead game about fall guys. And I'm like, no one can ever win. You can't like, you guys were just sucking this game off. So that's just how right. I feel. All right. I understand. But anyway, yes, Okay, moving on a category that truthfully, Josh, we know little to nothing about. Mm -hmm. That's best sports racing game. Uh, And the the description is for the best traditional and non-traditional sports and racing game. Uh, In this category, we have Dirt 5. We have F1 2020, Mm -hmm. FIFA 21, NBA 2K21, and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. This one's easy for me. Um, I think the one that's going to win it all is either... Um, no, actually, it's going to be Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. There's no... For both categories. I, in terms of, I think it's going to win and I want it to win. Um, that's just my opinion. I agree with you and I agree with you. Yeah. Um,
0: first of all, FIFA and NBA 2K21 both put them right in the garbage. Okay, immediately. Well, put Open up the garbage can and put them in there and take some lighter fluid and light them on fire um, and burn them because they are garbage games made by garbage humans and garbage studios uh, for garbage people.
1: Yes, okay? but it because is. Because
0: they have advertisements in their games, okay?
1: <laughs> yes, and we have done videos on both of these uh, games, so check those out. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's worth pointing out that FIFA is one of the biggest game franchises in the world and sells so many copies, as we've said before. Um mm-hmm. And NBA, despite all of the controversy, is right there with it. A little less than FIFA would sell, but NBA sells so many copies. Um, Yeah. But I'm with you. I agree. Toss them in the trash. Kobe, rest in peace. You know.
0: I think you can make an argument about Dirt 5. I think Dirt 5, um, from a development perspective, is actually pretty cool. They, um, you know, first of all, they are one of those games that are cross-platform, cross-gen that are launching right now. Yeah. that have worked really hard to get those their game to work, run, and work well on many platforms. Yep. Um, and you know, while also working on the last gen consoles, optimizing them for next gen consoles, and kind of being like hardware proof of concepts for some of those consoles graphically with ray tracing and things like that. So, I think as far as that studio goes, I think they've done an awesome job um, with that. So, I think there could be an argument there. But I also think why Tony Hawk has the best shot overall is the nostalgia aspect. Yep. Even if you take the fan votes aside, you think about the gaming outlets that decide the most of this, and there is there's is a lot of them, um, and thinking about the people that are employed at those <clears throat> and there being nostalgia that plays into it, um, I think that's why Tony Hawk will
1: win. Oh, yeah. And not only and that, win. but those same outlets that you just mentioned reviewed this game overwhelmingly positive um, right. in every way from, you know, the graphics to the levels, how they, you know, remastered the levels completely from back in the day um, to the gameplay, how it feels the same, but better. Um, everything about it is just phenomenal. And yeah, I just think that it just has the best chance of winning. And yeah, you said you said something about EA and, and 2K and you were like, you know, throw them in the trash. Don't forget Tony Hawk is Activision. So fuck them, too. Um, but fuck
0: them. But the team that made that specifically the, the devs the developers that did that yeah. did an incredible job and clearly loved those games and did i mean it is one of the best remakes remasters whatever you want to call it uh ever made it, it's just it is a phenomenal uh superb and
1: stellar game yeah it's the best remake we've seen uh from not blue point yeah we'll just say I, that. I i agree with you yeah i agree Alright, cool. Okay. Yeah. Let's
0: uh let's continue. Uh next <clears throat> category is best sim strategy game. Okay. So best uh best game focused on real time or turn based simulation or strategy gameplay, irrespective of platform. Okay. Also full disclosure, another category where we don't have much to talk about. Yep. uh personally. Uh so we have Crusader Kings three.
1: Desperados
0: 3, Gears Tactics, Microsoft Flight Simulator,
1: and then XCOM Chimera Squad. Josh, this one's going to be even easier than the sports one. I know nothing about any of these games except for Microsoft Flight Simulator. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that among out of all of these, that one made the biggest splash in the gaming realm, and I'm going to say that one's going to win, and that was that would be my choice to win. I agree
0: with you. Um, I think it would be my choice to win. I also think it is going to win and is most likely to win. And the tech behind that game and what they were able to accomplish um, is nuts. They basically are using cloud-based stuff um, and satellite map-based stuff to recreate um, the world in this game. Um, and it's, it's, it's very impressive. Um, so I think it also deserves to win.
1: That's all I got. (laughs) All right. I like it. All right, moving on. Let's move on to the next one. Yep. So the next category, Josh, is best family game. And this is for the best game appropriate for family play, irrespective of genre or platform. And for this category, we have Animal Crossing New Horizons, Crash Bandicoot 4 It's About Time, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, an interesting addition here, Um, Minecraft Dungeons and Paper Mario, the Origami King.
0: This is a stacked category.
1: It is. Um, let's start with the one that I said was interesting, which is Mario Kart Live Home Circuit.
0: Yeah. Isn't that like not a video game?
1: So it is, uh, it uses, so it's a remote control Mario Kart and it has an AR camera on it and you set a course up in your house and you drive around, but you actually do use your Switch and play, um, okay, the game. you'll see you
0: you just need a peripheral with it
1: yeah you'll see the characters on like the enemy racers on your screen but your mario kart is actually driving around your house um so that's an interesting addition here it's also interesting because like no one has it right now because the stock is so poor Uh, as we mentioned in one of our other videos nintendo likes to you know hold back their stock so uh people are having a hard time finding mario kart live home circuit right now but um Mm -hmm. besides that let's start from the top so uh what do you think about animal crossing new horizons we talked about it a little bit what are your thoughts here
0: i think i think there's a better category for it and i think if i personally had to pick a category for it to win out of all of the ones that it is nominated in i think this would be it for me um i think it is a great family game i think it's a great co-op game in that sense um you know, and I think, too, from the this specific category perspective, I think it, it, it fits the best, you know? Mm-hmm. Um So, yeah, I,
1: I think this is a good category. I think if if it is going to win anything, it should win this one. That's fair. That's fair. Um Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time, is the next game. That's kind of a mm-hmm. recent release. I'm actually surprised mm-hmm. it even was eligible for the Game Awards because it's so new. Yeah, mm-hmm um that being said i don't know anything about it i know it came out it did pretty well it wasn't like a stinker as people thought it might be you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah I, so i didn't play this game so i can't speak to it okay um fall guys we talked about that in our um you know last category what was it best multiplayer game yeah two categories go whatever um we went over mario kart so minecraft dungeons now this is an interesting one because this is another one yeah that you and i played we played through the whole thing in like one or two sittings actually
0: yeah yeah This game is great. I mean, I I, we so we like gauntlet Diablo kind of style games, right? Um, You know, dungeon crawlers, co op, whatever. Um, Minecraft Dungeons was a surprising hit. It was for me. Like I I, we so we played through it together with um, Christian, uh, our friend Christian, and it is. It's just. It's just a fun game. It's like really. It's really basic and simple. It's not overly complicated. Um, but it is a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. And it's polished. It's very
0: polished. Yeah. I think I think Mojang um, did a great job
1: yeah. with it. So. And I've heard a lot of stories on Reddit and whatnot about how, you know, dads and their their son or their daughter are playing this together um it yeah. does add to like the way you can play it it is on one screen so you know you don't have to have the split screen or anything like that you could all both play at the same exact time on the same screen uh it really lends itself to that and it was free on game pass which made it really right. accessible to a lot of people
0: right and just the the obvious it's it's cool because it takes the you know the recognizable minecraft ip Mm -hmm. right? That so many people play and particularly younger children play and applies it to this little bit more complex, actual, you know, uh, objective based game. Um, and so you kind of get the best of both worlds. You have a kid friendly type of presentation of it, but you have uh, an engaging adult style of gameplay. It's not super complicated again, but it's, 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 it's engaging enough to keep you there. Um, so I, I think that that game, too, uh, I haven't heard a lot of people talk about it, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know. I, I guess it, I don't know how popular it is. I guess it has to be kind of popular to be here. Um, yeah. But I think it's a great game. And uh, I know we're, we're not there yet, but it I might be my choice for this category.
1: Okay. Well, the next one is Paper Mario the Origami King, which I personally have not played. I've never played a single Paper Mario game. However, I have heard about how charming it is, uh, how funny it is, and... Mm-hmm. um. You know not a failure like the last paper mario game was
0: yeah so i haven't played a paper mario game since the original um uh on the one that was on gamecube which i forget now anyway um and then i did play i do have paper mario origami king i played maybe like five hours of it or so um so i've played enough um it is charming it's cute it's cool um But it has a very oversimplified combat system. And they made it less of like an RPG like they have been in the past, or I feel that they should be. And it made it it just... Where Minecraft Dungeons did such a good job simplifying something that could be complicated, Mm -hmm. right? And executed it really well. Paper Mario tried to simplify an RPG style type of combat And made it annoying to me the fact that it was like i'm not an idiot yeah please go away the game gets in its own way when you're playing the playing it and i I, for me that took me out of it if you over explain things to me or you're it almost seems like the game is trying to justify why it's so simple Mm -hmm. and how simple it is and by doing that they over complicate it and get in its own way and it, you spend so much time reading bullshit and doing tutorials I'm like I don't fucking care. I don't care. I don't want to play this anymore. I'm done. Goodbye. Out. So. Yeah. Okay. I've heard but that. It's it's charming. It's charming. It's cute.
1: All right. It's cute. I just I it's annoying. So with that said, I mean that's all the the nominees here. Um I think if I had to give it to one personally, what I would get who I would give it to, I would give it to Animal Crossing New Horizons um i think minecraft dungeons was a good experience and it's a good family game and honestly i wouldn't be surprised if that did take it um Mm -hmm. because of that family part but i think then again i don't i don't know man because like i don't see people like playing animal crossing animal crossing is very basic but then again like i don't see like you know a father and daughter playing my uh playing Animal Crossing on the same system at the same time, co-op. Like, I just don't think that's a thing that happens much. Um, Mm. It's a family game in that it's like for kids and like it's accessible. But I think that even that is a little more complicated of a game. And Minecraft Dungeons was just this perfect, like family game. Yeah. So I don't know. It's weird. It's hard to I think Animal Crossing could win this, but I think Minecraft Dungeons would be a second choice.
0: Um, so again, I think, I think I do, my personal choice would be Minecraft Dungeons, um, game I forgot about, but I really, out of all of them, I'm, listen, I love Animal Crossing. I spent a fuck ton of time in that game. Um, but I think my personal choice would be Minecraft Dungeons. Um, I think Animal Crossing is likely going to win the category though. Gotcha. So, yeah. All right, let's move on. All right, moving on. Um, so the next category is fighting. Right? Yep. yep. Best, best fighting, fighting game. game. So for the best game designed primarily around head-to-head combat, uh the uh nominees are Grand Blue Fantasy versus Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, Street Fighter 5 Champion Edition, yeah. One Punch Man: A Hero Nobody Knows, and Under Night In-Birth EXE Late CL-R. Yep. Okay. okay. So, uh, to preface, another category that I personally don't have a lot of uh, experience with.
1: Yeah, same. So. I don't know anything about Grand Blue. I don't know anything about One Punch Man. I mean, I, okay, hold on. I know a lot about One Punch Man. I don't know about this game. I'm assuming it's yep. like a Naruto Dragon Ball Z anime fighter game. Um, probably, you know, third person arena. Like, it's not like a 2D fighting game, probably. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, and then Undernight, Inbirth, EXE, Late, CLR. I know nothing about that at all. Now, mm-hmm. listen, you got Mortal Kombat and you got Street Fighter in the same category going for Game of the Year for Best Fighting Game. Mm-hmm. Tale is as Old as Time, two of the best fighting games in the world, right? Um, I'm making my assessment, Josh, simply based on what I saw when both of these games were released. Mortal Kombat 11 people fucking loved it it was I played it I loved it I beat the whole story Um, really good game the graphics are fucking phenomenal uh, I, I loved it now Street Fighter 5 when that came out that was a dud a lot of people did not like it people were so in love with 4 uh, it was hard for them to you know make the transition to 5 however you know with Street Fighter they released 1 billion versions of the same game and eventually it's good and that's what happened here and i'm assuming that's what the champion edition is
0: mm-hmm.
1: so i've never played it i i think i played five the base game which was free with playstation plus i'm giving it to mortal kombat 11 man only because that's the only one i've actually played out of all five of these and it's the one that still gets sucked off has awesome dlc still coming out uh and just you know they've done everything that ed boone specifically has you know catered to the fans they just released a mortal Kombat um movie skin pack with all of the old uh skins from the movie so that's fucking awesome uh yep. you know they put melina in the game and people were yep. freaking out about melina not being in the game so you know the the category's description is for the best game designed primarily around head-to-head combat it doesn't specify you know community support or dev support or anything like that but i think just because of that i'm going mortal Kombat 11. I agree with everything
0: you just said. I also would pick Mortal Kombat 11, and I think Mortal Kombat
1: 11 is going to win. Easy. Done. All right, let's move on. Next category, Josh. Uh, this one's going to be um, another easy one, I think. Um, there's maybe two games here that are up for contention. So best role-playing game. For the best game designed with rich player character customization and progression, including massively multiplayer experiences, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. So they're adding MMOs in here. The nominees are Final Fantasy VII Remake, Genshin Impact, Persona 5 Royal, uh, Wasteland 3, and Yakuza Like a Dragon.
0: Yeah, uh, I think this category is stacked. Um, I don't know anything about Wasteland Three, to be honest with you, uh, but I did play Final Fantasy Seven Remake, played Persona Five Royal. Um, I know Yakuza Like a Dragon is getting sucked off, and I know Genshin Impact is slicked. So, this is a great category. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you want to go through each one, or just skip right to what we think, like our personal? Let's
1: story? Let's do it. Let's go through them. So. Okay. Final Fantasy 7 remake. I know earlier we talked about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD um, being one of the best remakes, not made by Blue Point. Hold on a second. Final Fantasy 7 remake steps in the door and says, "I'm one of the best fucking remakes you'll ever fucking see in your life, motherfucker." All right, that game is slick. All right, I had a great time with Final Fantasy 7 remake. Um, they just they took a game that did not look so pretty and made it look very, 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 very pretty.
0: Mm-hmm. I like Final Fantasy 7 Remake a lot. I think the story is fucking slick. I think the combat is fucking slick. Okay, I think everything about it looks slick. I have a very large issue with that game though, in that it takes forever to get between points and there's a lot of cumbersome elements to traversing or moving through things that really took me out of the game sometimes and really really fucking annoyed me. Like I mean something as simple as like sliding through a crack the animation is like 30 fucking 7 million years long. And I want to bash my face into a wall. And when you have to do it a million times, that that alone, that element made that game go from like a 10 for me to like a 6. Wow. And I'm not kidding you. That's how much it annoyed me. But I love everything that about the game that because it, it's awesome. Don't get me wrong. But I told you this when I beat the game too. I was like this shit fucking annoyed me beyond all belief and i can't stand it and i'll never be playing that game again because so of that.
1: like technical issues basically kind of right yeah
0: that makes sense that's yeah. fair yeah um but it is a, a phenomenal game
1: yeah and it's a phenomenal remake i mean so mm-hmm. much care and effort was put into it it just yeah it is final fantasy 7 like the ultimate experience and also there's key there's cool things about it that where if you know what happens in the original Final Fantasy seven, it actually takes a different direction. And mm-hmm. not only does it do that, but it like sends a little teaser to you, too. Like it'll be like, hey, remember when we did this in the original game? Well, we're not doing that, but here, you know what I mean? They'll like poke poke little hints at you. So yeah. very cool. Uh, moving on, Genshin Impact. Is this that game that's kind of like Breath of the Wild, but it's like on. Breath
0: of Breath of the anime titties. Yes. Yeah,
1: it's like Breath of the Wild and near, right? yes with anime titties yeah and it's on phones it's on pc console right play yeah Yeah. so this game is huge yeah this game gets sucked the fuck off i've heard so many things about this
0: i want to play it but i haven't
1: i just don't have the time to dedicate to an mmo like that you know Mm -hmm. yeah so it's definitely you know i wouldn't be surprised if that one took it um now josh come on now persona come on I, I'll i be completely fucking honest. I haven't even put this goddamn game in my console yet. Okay? I never even finished the original Persona 5. I'm 50 or 60 hours in, and I just never went back to it. Okay? And then when I got Royal, I, like, didn't start it because I was already 50 hours into the original, and I was like, God, I have to start over. Ah, oh, it sucks. But listen, motherfucker. It's Persona. This game is so stylish. The UI is so sleek. The music I mean, is literally- so bumping. There's literally never been a slicker game made ever. It's so. such a slick game. And it, it, listen, this is best RPG. Best role-playing game. That combat is fun, man. It's good. It's a good role-playing game. So... It's a great game. Come on now. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Wasteland 3. That's... I think Wasteland might have been the origins of the Fallout. I could be fucking very wrong. Um, but... Now it's Wasteland three and there's three of them. Didn't
0: didn't do my research on this one, but yeah,
1: I'm sorry. It's not going to win. And then Yakuza like a dragon. Um, You know, listen, Yakuza series is awesome. I have them all. I haven't touched any of them. Um, This one was, you know, probably the standout launch title for Xbox Series X owners. If you're going to buy a Series X like this was like the one game, it's not exclusive, but. It's on there and people were sucking it off. So. There's that. Yeah.
0: And it, it, it's cool because it's the first game in the franchise that kind of changed its combat and did a lot of things different, but yeah. it's still getting sucked off. Um, a series I want to play very badly, but I haven't. Yeah. Um, okay, so what 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 would be your choice?
1: I think Final Fantasy VII Remake's going to win this. Um, I would want Persona to win it, though.
0: Okay. Uh, my personal choice would be Persona Five Royal. Um, I, too, think Final Fantasy VII will win, though. Yeah. So...
1: I think the final fantasy just has a bigger grasp on the gamer world than persona. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it's just how it is. It's been around for a lot longer. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's, you know, got so many fans. I just think that it'd be a tragedy if final fantasy seven didn't Mm -hmm. win here, but, um, I'd be happy with persona.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Shall we?
1: Let's do it. Oh, all right. This is a big
0: one. Best action adventure game. So, uh, for the best action adventure <coughs> game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving, the nominees are Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima, Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and The Last of Us Part Dose.
1: Wow. So we're getting into the, like, big AAA A category here like this is like the first category a you know big category big big category yeah big. now when we talk about this category josh let's keep that description in mind so this is for the best action adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving so as you're making your choice here and as we're going through them think about that because that's mm-hmm. in my opinion what it should be based on okay okay so go ahead and go through them let's do it
0: um okay so the first one is Assassin's Creed Valhalla.
1: I have not played it. Some right. Um
0: I played maybe 3 hours of it so far. Not a ton because there was a lot of uh issues with screen tearing and stuff on the Series X which made it very hard to play. Um looks great but there was just screen so much fucking screen tearing it was abysmal. Now they have since patched it which is great. It is now fixed. Um now it runs really really well apparently.
1: And this is the John Carpenter's uh, game of the year.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> for what it's worth.
1: Yeah, that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I think it's a great game. Um, I think it is uh, a not only a breath of fresh air in the franchise. It is also a return to what I like about the franchise there's more focus on the overall plot that they have since left for a while um and i think i think it is a good game in the franchise which i think has turned into utter shit
1: i think the beginning of what three. you the beginning of what you just said was literally john carpenter's tweet about the game
0: <laughs> so put that up he's right i mean and listen i haven't played i haven't played an assassin's creed game since assassin's creed 3 Haven't done it. Don't want to. No interest. I think they're all shit, garbage, and they should be thrown in the trash and set on fire. So, fair enough. Ghosts of Tsushima.
1: Yeah, this is one that I never finished. I got pretty far, though. Um, And I have it installed on my PS5 now. Uh, It's going to be the next one after Bug Snacks that I finish. So,
0: Ghosts of Tsushima. Wow. That is as close to perfect as a game can get. It's beautiful.
1: I have the issues with is gorgeous.
0: it. I have issues with it, too. But the game is gorgeous. Um, I love it. It is so unique. Um, and it does so many. It, it removes all the cumbersome barriers to an open world game. And ingrains them into the flow of the world it is the the wind uh, just it's such a beautiful game um and i love it
1: i'm with you i mean listen i haven't beaten it but from what i've played it's a very beautiful game and you could tell that these guys i'm gonna i feel like i'm saying this for all of them but like you can tell that these guys like really cared about what they were making and not only that but they cared about like the source material they were referencing with this game with japanese Mm -hmm. uh, samurai cinema and whatnot um Yeah, this game is really fucking cool and really badass, actually. Yeah. Uh, Miles. Both of us beat this game. Both of us platinum this game. Great Great game. Great game. I think, um, personally, I think that the first game was stronger in terms of what it had to do and, you know, things you could do in that game. Um, This game does have some flaws. The traversal is fun as fuck as it, you know, Mm -hmm. as it was. Um, I think that the, you know, playing as miles, you have these new capabilities in combat that you didn't have playing as Peter. And I think that that really helped the game a lot. I had a lot more fun in combat playing as miles than I did as Peter. And I had a lot more fun stealthing as miles than I did as Peter because of the new powers. Um, but I think overall, I think the first Spider-Man game was a lot more, was a lot stronger. Um, and if we're talking about like, The category description here i think that you know combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving i don't really think the puzzle solving element fits here but um the traversal and combat are great so
0: i think uh miles is a great game my only issue with it is i think the new game plus experience is terrible yeah um Platinuming the game didn't feel fun to me. It felt like a slog. And even with how short the game is, um, they clearly did not put a lot of focus into how it was going to be on a second playthrough. Um, the unskippable cutscenes, the cumbersome things that you had to do again, um, really uh, hurt the New Game Plus experience. And I didn't, I didn't want to play the game again um because of those things and i think that's a problem and my largest issue with it
1: i agree I th- that is definitely the biggest issue however i don't think that takes away from like i wouldn't knock this game on a review score because of that because new game plus isn't like part of the integral experience of the game in my opinion and um nor is Platinuming the game um what's the credits roll i think that's like that's what you should judge it on but i also don't know if uh that has any like with the description of the of the um, category here, I don't even know if that would matter anyway. Yeah, no, no,
0: no. I I agree. It's just that was, yeah, for sure. Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Nope. I didn't play. I didn't
1: play it either. But I played the first one. I know, but
0: I know it's great. I heard it's great. I know it had some uh, issues uh, with performance when it first launched, but it has since been fixed. Yeah, like frame rate issues and I did not know that and things like that. Yeah, but apparently it runs great now, um, and I know it's a fantastic game. Great studio. Moon Studios has done an excellent job with those games, but I can't speak anymore to them. Another game that we both beat, Brett, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order.
1: Yeah. This game is very good, and Mm -hmm. it's very fun, Mm -hmm. and it's very fucking annoying, and I had a lot of Mm -hmm. problems uh, with traversal in this game. Uh, It really fucking triggered me and really pissed me off and i would even stop playing i would stop playing the game at times because of how annoyed i would get with dying from falling in to something i shouldn't have fell into or you know just simply falling into an abyss um but it's the best star wars game in my opinion so my
0: opinion as well i agree with you um i so i didn't have any performance issues um like you did personally um I did have issues with traversal and it not being super intuitive or not being like you would jump right at something that you're supposed to go to and just fall. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so I, there was some not polish with some of that traversal stuff, which was very annoying. Yeah. Um, but from a story perspective, from a combat perspective, it is the best star Wars game that we've ever had. Yeah. Um, And the story specifically, I mean, this game made me fucking skeet as a Star Wars fan. Okay? It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And Josh,
1: with the category description, combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving, I think this game's got the puzzle solving. I think this game's got the combat. And in my opinion, the only thing that was hurting it is the traversal. However, when the traversal works and it's not buggy, like I experienced, it's fucking awesome. I agree. Running on walls, grabbing ropes, you know, it's fun.
0: Right. Something that Respawn's known for. Yep. So. That's right. Um yeah, I agree. Uh and the last one which I don't even know why it's in this category. Um to be honest with you. But is the last of us part 2, a game we also both beat. Did mm-hmm. you did you platinum it yet actually or no?
1: No, I have no interest in platinuming it.
0: Okay. Um yes, I platinumed it. It's a good game. I listen, I, the last of us part 2 um, made me feel things that video games have not made me feel ever before.
1: Uh, yeah, I think that this game gets a lot of shit. And I, listen, if you're coming here and watching this thinking we're gonna shit on this game, you're you're in the wrong spot. Um, we both really like this game a lot. Um, it doesn't deserve the hate that it gets, and I do agree with you though that it doesn't really fit in this category and with the description that they gave. Um, mm-hmm. Looking at the game at you know face value, it is an action adventure game, but you know the combat isn't anything to write home about. It's actually maybe right. even a, a little a, annoying at times. Just, just third person shooter. Yeah. yeah. Um. Traversal. You're not doing anything kind of crazy. Probably the most interesting really. traversal is like a quick time event. <laughs> you know, you're crossing something yeah. and you have to push a quick time right. event. Puzzle solving. It does solving, have puzzle solving. It does. It does have puzzle
0: solving. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I have more to say about that game, but I'm going to wait. Um until we get to a later category, and we'll talk about the actual game itself. Okay. So, your choice, Brett, out of all these, what do you got?
1: So, my choice is the game that fits the description the best, and that is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order.
0: Yeah. Uh, I concur with you 100%. Um, I think, and and even though I love Ghost of Tsushima, I love Spider-Man, Ghost of Tsushima does not have um, a ton of It's not as intuitive with um, having the traversal and puzzle solving stuff um, completely ingrained. While there are a lot of it there, most of it's for collectibles or out-of-the-way stuff. I think, um, for me, why I would argue Jedi Fallen Order over it, even though I think think Ghost of Tsushima is a better game. I think Jedi Fallen Order fits the category better because it has the Metroidvania stuff with it. So it has the puzzle solving and the traversal and the combat ingrained into the progression of the story. Yep. Um, Whereas Ghost of Tsushima does a lot of things great. I don't think it necessarily hits on that specific description the most. Again, I don't think Star Wars is a better game than Ghost of Tsushima or Spider-Man, but I think based off of this category specifically, I would agree with you that my choice would be Jedi Fallen Order.
1: Yeah, and I think that um, the game that will win is Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I agree. And that's okay. I'm fine with that.
0: I absolutely agree with you 100%. I concur. All right. Moving on. All
1: so, right. best action game. So this is for the best game in the action genre. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Focus primarily on combat. So, okay. we just talked about action adventure. This is specifically action. Yep. So in my opinion, the last one should have just been adventure game, but whatever. Um so the nominees are Doom Eternal, Hades, Half-Life Alex, Neo 2, and Streets of Rage 4. Um, I gotta be honest with you, Josh. I've not beaten any of these titles, and I've played one. Okay. And that is Doom Eternal. So let's start off with that. Um, dude, Doom fucking just fucks hard. Like, I don't know how else to say it. That game just slaps. It is so fucking fun it's literally a direct continuation of if you like the original doom or 2016 doom you're gonna like doom eternal um they give you more you know tools and weapons to play around with uh and they also kind of just expect you to like know what you're doing in doom eternal like they're like come on man you've been here before come on now you know what i mean Um, there's nothing to explain (laughs) yeah they just they're like let's fucking go get in there start killing shit so um I'm just going to say now, like, this is the one that I want to win, and I don't know if it's the one that will win, but it's the one I want to win, because it's the only one I've played. Yeah. Um. So, I just beat Doom Eternal
0: the other did day. Did you? I didn't know you beat it. I, I did beat it. I beat it. Oh, he's sucking it off. The end of that game is so fucking slick, dude. I can't believe it. It has such a fun fucking boss fight and is such a fucking rock cock hard ending dude that game is so fucking good that game literally is the hardest fucking thing like there's no game that has ever been made that fucks harder than that game. yeah i agree i mean it has the largest dick and fucks so fucking hard i can't yeah. express that enough i don't know what i don't
1: even know how else to describe it except that it literally <laughs> fucks hard dude that's what i texted you guys I- I got my Series X, I loaded it up, and I was like, I don't know what else to say. This game just fucks hard, dude. <laughs> it,
0: just, it knows exactly what it is. It doesn't mince words. It doesn't give a shit about anything else. Grab a gun and go kill some fucking demons. Yeah. That's it. That's the game. That's it.
1: Soundtrack's phenomenal. Um, it's its not. Awesome. I don't think it's Mick Gordon 100%, but uh, they still did a great job with the soundtrack. Yeah,
0: it, it's awesome. Um, my only problem with Doom Eternal, which I know you probably have not gotten... Far enough into it to maybe experiences it is I I it has a lot of traversal and platforming elements in it actually, um so it's interesting this kind of probably could have fit into the action adventure category yeah. too, um because it has I know what you're talking about and traversal and puzzle elements. there's parts where you have to um, jump
1: and grab onto a wall there's a, a graphic yeah. hook now
0: yeah and while I personally could have done without them um I actually think they were really smooth and n- whereas you know. Jedi Fallen Order was frustrating sometimes Mm -hmm. with that stuff. Doom, I felt like, was super precise with the platforming and the traversal stuff. I never got mad about it. They had puzzle solving ingrained into there. Um, And while I could have done without it, I don't think it took away from the game. And I also think that, you know, it was a... Because it's like 2016. They just basically made the same game. You're just killing... Demons. You go to area, you kill demons, you move on to the next area. Yep. So I think it adds kind of a fresh new element to it while also keeping the same formula that works. Yeah. Um so yeah. Uh I didn't play any of the other games. Um, I know people love Neo 2. I know people love Half-Life Alex. I know people Literally pull Hades pants down and suck the fuck off. Of Dude, um, I've
1: I've wanted to play this game since it was an Epic Game Store exclusive announced as like a beta or whatever. Yeah. I've wanted to play this game for so long, and I think I'm gonna probably during this Christmas break, I'll probably download it and give it a shot. Yeah. It Is looks it, so isn't good. there co-op?
0: Isn't there co-op
1: in it? I don't know. It's so it's made by Super Giant Games and Right. They've made yeah, you know, games like Transistor and Bastion and I and primarily never like a co-op experience. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if this one has go up or not. But if so... okay. Yeah, Bastion
0: is a beautiful game. Great game. Supergiant is a fantastic studio. Um, And I really want to play Hades very badly. Me too. So, because I cannot speak to the rest of the games, my personal choice, like you, would be Doom Eternal. However, I think that Hades could win this category. And I think, um, if I'm looking at the other nominees for game of the year which hades also is i think it's more likely to win this category and probably should win this category mm-hmm. versus the overall game of the year um, which we'll talk about when we get there yeah. so my personal choice to maternal i think hades could win the cat the actual category
1: i think you're right and i also want to give some love to half-life alex because you know yeah that game did get you know great reviews when it came out and people did suck it off yeah. only thing is yeah. it is a vr game and i think that it has you know a good chance of winning best vr so Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, moving on. Okay.
0: Um, so the next category is innovation and accessibility. So recognizing software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help games be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience. The nominees are Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Grounded, HyperDot, The Last of Us Part Two, and Watch Dogs Legion. Um, so just to preface, I personally, I'm not, um, I'm not, I don't have like any disabilities or accessibility issues like physically at all. Um, but for me, the first thing I look at when I go into a game and you know, this is I look at the accessibility options for me for colorblind because I'm colorblind and most games color schemes, you know, run on the red green spectrum of which all of the colors look the same to me, so it doesn't work. So the first thing I do when I go into a game is I look at the accessibility options because the colorblind stuff is usually under there. And this is going to roll right into who I think is going to win this category and who I think should win this category. Um, Last of Us Part Two has hundreds, hundreds of accessibility options that have never been in a video game before ever. Yeah. They had an entire team dedicated to making sure that as many people as possible, regardless of ability, could play this game. And I think there's something to be said there for it. So when you go into the accessibility options for that game, I mean, it blew my mind. I was like, damn, this is shit that I wouldn't have even thought of. Like, it's, it's insane. And, you know, the fact that they did that and dedicated so much intentional effort into adding those options for people to be able to experience their game. I think that's incredible. And I know Watch Dogs Legion and AC Valhalla also had a shit ton of accessibility options. Um, And I know they get praised on that, but I think last of us part two had like literally hundreds and has done stuff with accessibility that games have never done before.
1: Yeah. So I can't speak. Listen, I don't have any disabilities or anything like that. That would, you know, impair me from playing a game. Um, Mm -hmm. But you know, like you, I did go into the settings. It actually, when you start Last of Us 2, it actually kind of prefaces with some accessibility options right off the bat. Um, So I I just know, like, when you you were talking and uh, prefacing this whole thing, I knew you were going to say Last of Us 2 because it's gotten, you know, sucked off from media outlets for this. I've seen it myself and I was like, holy shit, that's a lot. Um, I can't speak to literally any of the other games in this category for it, nor should I. Um, But I -hmm. I just know, yeah, you're right. Last of Us 2 killed it.
0: Yeah. And I think that's what what will win.
1: Yeah. All right. So the next category is best VR and AR uh, for the best game experience playable in virtual or augmented reality, irrespective of platforms. So you got Dreams. You got Half-Life Alex, Marvel's Iron Man VR, Star Wars Squadrons, and The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Now josh um you know we both have psvr headsets and that's probably the extent of our virtual reality experience right Mm -hmm. i do know quite a few like a couple things about these some of these games so walking dead saints and sinners is actually getting a lot of praise from the vr community for being a really fun action game um really in vr yeah it's it's really cool um there's just zombies walking towards you and you have all these weapons and you could just you know stab him in the head and shit. And um, people are really having a good time with that game. And like I I'm on the PlayStation VR subreddit and I just like see people talking about it. Um, Star Wars Squadrons, a game that not a lot of people were like excited for. And I honestly didn't see a lot of people talking about it when it came out, but. Mm. It actually looks pretty good and I have I have heard like a couple of good things, not anything bad. (laughs) It's it's gotten
0: reviewed well. Um, Digital Foundry actually did a great video um, with Star Wars Squadrons, mm-hmm. and I I really do want to play the game. It looks fun.
1: Yeah, uh, so do I. And Marvel's Iron Man VR is a game that actually was pretty hyped up. And there's actually a bundle for this for PlayStation VR. So mm-hmm. if you want to buy, buy a PlayStation VR, like they Sony basically trusted this game to be like one of the system sellers or whatever. Um, I don't think it did very well. I think it was kind of not a good. Game, to be honest with you, that's what I've heard. Uh, I haven't yeah, played it.
0: There's 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 a lot of uh, marble games right now that are not doing too good. That's right.
1: Um, Half Life Alex, we talked about that in a previous category. Um, that game came out and just got a lot of love from the from the you know PC gaming community, especially uh, Half Life fans. Um, mm-hmm. and it just got a lot of praise for the VR the stuff you could do in VR. Yeah. And then dreams, Josh. Yeah. This, this is an
0: interesting one.
1: That is an interesting one because VR actually, it didn't even come out with VR. VR came a lot later on in the cycle um, of the game's life. So that's an interesting one, but, you know, cool. Yeah, I think that, uh, so again, I
0: haven't played any of these games. I think though, from what I have heard um, and what it does and how it's innovated and from the actual game perspective, I think Half-Life Alex should win and I think Half-Life Alex will win.
1: Yeah, I don't have an opinion on, you know, what I think should win. I just think that Half-Life Alex will probably win. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Next category. This one's going to be fun.
0: Uh, Best community support. Oh, boy. Best Community Support. Recognizing a game for outstanding community support, transparency and responsiveness, inclusive of social media activity, and game updates slash patches. The nominees are... I can't believe this game's a fucking nominee. Apex Legends. Destiny 2. How is that on here, too? Wow, this category is shit. Ball Guys, Ultimate Knockout. Fortnite, no man's sky and valorant let's run through them do we have to
1: yeah so we'll start off by saying this guys apex legends had a lot of issues recently before that (laughs) before that we first of all we are huge fans of this game um, and all of the oh, issues, absolutely. all the issues that were presented in our our video about Respawn and, and Apex, they've all been pretty much fixed for the most part. Um, however, there's still inexcusable things like $18 skins and just really high price for all their shit. Um, I don't think that they should win, so. Well, sorry about that. My camera just fucked up. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? You? You're super dark. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't think Apex gonna win this i think that there's been too much of a controversy recently No, you know that destiny 2 i mean they just launched their new dlc uh their social media guy or their their community manager deej left the company um they (laughs) left activision in order to like be better for the for the fans and like i don't think that's the case they deleted a whole bunch of shit from the game to add the new shit to the game uh, as much as I wish I could say a good job, Bungie, for leaving Activision, I don't think this is the way. You agree? That's it? Uh, yeah, I have nothing to say. Okay. I have nothing to say about Bad Studios. Mediatonic and Devolver, they've done a really good job of updating Fall Guys, uh, keeping it fresh, adding new skins to the game. Godzilla, you know, a lot of cool like third-party stuff. Um, and their social media team is really funny, actually. So they're pretty cool. They're, you know, they're a good one here.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think their, uh, social media team in particular out of all of these kills it. Yeah.
1: Uh, Fortnite, you know, listen, that game is just consistently being updated, um, with shit. We do not like Fortnite. We're not Fortnite players. We, I, I personally despise Fortnite. I don't like it at all. I, I'm not attracted by any of the skins that they are trying to get people to buy and I just but you got to give them credit
0: if Fortnite and epic games wins this category I will never ever 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 consume any media for any of the outlets that were responsible in giving this game the award if you remember epic games founder uh in their court battles just compared their struggle or whatever to the civil rights movement no, no no that no, is no, no. very weird if this if this game wins every single one of those fucking outlets that picked it are canceled by me permanently
1: forever fair enough okay no man's sky now this game when it came out big blunder
0: hey hey
1: yeah but now this game's got some support it's got some post-launch content free of charge uh sean murray's good. on the twitter good content yeah I think their social media team lacks a little bit because it's mainly just Sean Murray. I think he owns it's just yeah. him. Yeah. Sean Murray the lying bitch, but yeah. Yeah. Um he's he's done a good job at giving players what they want and they have a nice community it, now.
0: Yeah, this game is actually awesome now. Um I had issues with the game for a very long time because in my opinion they were not truthful about what the game was when it launched however many years ago now. Jesus Christ, 6 years ago, right? it's
1: been a while it's yeah old, i was in my dorm old when it came time. out living in college
0: yeah it's, it's been a long time um but we just started playing recently not that long ago and the game's great it's fantastic there's a lot to do and it works really well and the multiplayer is awesome so from an actual content perspective i think i think this game has has a good shot
1: i agree and valorant i know nothing about so I feel like it's a dying game, and they're not doing anything with it. They're just letting it die. I,
0: I think this category comes down to uh, Fall Guys and No Man's Sky for me. My personal choice would be No Man's Sky, and I think the winner will be Fall
1: Guys, though. Um, my personal choice for what I want to win would be Fall Guys, and I think that the winner is going to be Fortnite. Oh, gosh. And I right. think it's going to be like, the winner is Fortnite! And now, to show you the fucking newest update to the game, here it is. And they're going to show you, like, uh, because Galactus is going to be in the game. And he's going to do, like, a world-ending event, apparently. And they're going to show a trailer. I don't fucking know.
0: We're going to have a problem on stream
1: if that game wins. We'll see. We're going to have a problem. All right. Moving on. Okay. Yep. Something that I don't personally indulge myself in too much, but best mobile game you got Among Us. Call of Duty Mobile, Genshin Impact, Legends of Runeterra, and Pokemon Cafe Mix. Wow. So I'm going to say right now, I'm going to keep this short, keep this sweet. The winner of this category is going to be either Among Us or Genshin Impact. Uh, and I think that the factor of determining that of which one's going to be the winner is how many awards the other ones win. And I hate, I hate to say that, but I feel like that's the case. Um, I think that for what it does, Genshin Impact is probably the better mobile game because it's such a bigger experience than Among Us is. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to say Genshin Impact is going to be the winner.
0: Uh, I agree with you. I think Call of Duty Mobile, while it's not huge in the West,
1: oh, yeah. um, is huge
0: overseas yep. um, and has just been growing in popularity. Uh, Genshin Impact is big in the U- U.S. and in the West, and is also big overseas, yep. and among us, I feel like is just bigger, more so in the United States specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it comes down to those three. Um, my choice, based off of a content perspective, would be Genshin Impact, and I think that Genshin Impact is also going to win.
1: Okay, fair enough.
0: So, all right. Anything else with that one? Or are you good? I'm good, man. Next one. Okay. Next one. Next category is best indie game. Hey, um, so Best Indie for Outstanding Creative and Technical Achievement in a Game Made Outside the Traditional Publisher System. Nominees are Carry On, Fall Guys, Hades, Spelunky 2, and Spiritfarer. Okay, well. What do you got? I know, so we talked about Carry On a little bit before. We talked about Hades. I feel like we talked about Fall
1: Guys. Yep. Um, I know Splunky two got you know sucked the fuck off when it came out. A lot of people are. That,
0: that's one dude developing that too, right? I have no idea.
1: Okay. Um, I don't like. I never liked Splunky. I tried. I didn't like it. But um, yeah. I know it has a huge following. Yeah, that. and two was sucked off. And I I don't know anything about Spirit Fair. Um, and no offense, but it's I don't true. think it matters. I think that the first three games we mentioned carry on, Fall Guys, and Hades. Uh, one of those are gonna win this category. And again, I feel like it comes down to what game doesn't win another category and it'll be given to this category. Um, unfortunately, the description is so vague and there's no merit to like... I can't pick a, sp- a specific game here and say, this one fits it perfectly. You know what I mean? It's just <clears throat> outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outs- <clears throat> outside of the traditional publisher system. I mean, two of them are developed by... Or, published by devolver um right one of them is super giant super giant games is fucking at this point pretty big um they've made several hits i don't think that at this point i mean maybe they still are an indie studio but just for that i'm just going to give it to carry on because i feel like that is probably the smallest team and the the most indie game in my mind that's it yeah
0: um I mean, I would probably default to your decision with this one since you've actually played Carry On. Um, I've only played Fall Guys out of all of these games. Um, I think that if Hades is not going to win Game of the Year, it will win this. Yeah. Or if it doesn't win the best uh, action game or whatever it is, that it will win this. Um, but I also think that Spelunky has a really good chance just because I feel... I think... Maybe I'm thinking of something else, but I think Spelunky is done with either a really small team or it's literally like one or two people
1: that did it. And that's a good point Um, because that would merit more of the indie, you know, feeling of the game. So, right. So I I
0: think Spelunky could be a sleeper and end up winning this. Um, But if not, if Hades doesn't win one of the other categories, especially game of the year, I think it'll win this.
1: That's fair. I agree with that. So. Okay.
0: Okay. Moving on. All
1: right. Best Ongoing Game awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. Now, a lot of these are games that we've already actually every one of these games we've mentioned excuse me, mentioned in a previous category. So we have Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite and No Man's Sky. Yep. Um I don't know what to say here. I think that out of all of these i think that warzone is the worst at putting content out i feel like it's you know not so often as compared to the other ones because the other ones are almost more so games as a service uh apex legends they constantly do events um destiny 2 they're constantly doing events fortnite they're always doing events uh no man's sky is constantly putting out huge 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 free chunks of game updates um I think Warzone is the weakest one here in my mind.
0: Yeah. Um, if you would have asked me a couple weeks ago, I would have chosen for my personal choice Apex. Um, I think I want No Man's Sky to win this, which I I, I can't believe I'm even saying. Thinking about yeah. some of the th- comments I've made, but they from a strictly a content perspective. And how they have transformed the game, I think my personal choice would be No Man's Sky. But I think the winner is probably going to be either Apex or Fortnite.
1: Um, but my personal choice would be No Man's Sky. I agree with you on both of those. I think that I want No Man's Sky to win and I think that um, Apex or Fortnite win. Okay. All right, moving cool. on.
0: All right, we're coming down the home stretch into some of the very, 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 very big categories. Okay. Okay. So, this next one Games for Impact. Uh, for a thought provoking game with a pro social meaning or message, the nominees are If Found, Kentucky Route Zero TV Edition, Spiritfarer, Tell Me Why, and Through the Darkest of Times. so to preface I haven't played any of these games except for about 30 seconds of Kentucky Route Zero me too okay Um, tell me why I am because that's that's don't nod I thought I like was going to hear more about this game after it came out but I couldn't even tell you what people are saying about it because I haven't heard anything which to me is crazy because don't nod has been really successful with their games. Um, their, what was their last uh, big one? Not the sequel, but there's... Oh, Jesus. they do Life is Strange? That's it. Yeah, Life is Strange. Life is Strange 2 got re- reviewed really well. I haven't heard anything about Tell Me Why. Me either. Which is surprising, which makes me think that maybe it didn't do as well. Yeah. Um, but I think, uh, again, I don't know much about any of these games, but since I played a little bit of it and since I know it's got sucked off and I... I know what it's about and I think it's really really cool and important. Uh my personal choice would be Kentucky Route Zero and I also think Kentucky Route Zero is going to win. Um, I think Spirit Fair from what I've seen has a good chance as well even though I don't know that much about it, but I I would think that Kentucky Route Zero would win.
1: Yeah, I mean Excuse me. Sorry about that. I think that um Kentucky Route Zero is like the most well-known game in this list here. Mm -hmm. um and i also josh correct me if i'm wrong i don't even know if this game came out this year and that's why they're specifying the tv edition of the tv edition yeah
0: i think it came out a year or two ago yeah
1: so that's interesting to me because it's like at that point like i don't even know if it should be here then but um
0: yeah I, i just think it might be the most likely to win
1: yeah no i agree i so my thing with this is josh i don't really know any of these games i don't know really anything about them however it's cool that they're that they do this category first of all oh yeah and i think it the, the coolest thing about it is when i do see the winner i'm probably going to go and i'm going to download the game that wins and i'm going to play it yeah uh,
0: i i think about um why this is such an important category too i think about i think it was last year's winner maybe it was two years ago nah i think it was last year but that dragon cancer
1: it was a few years ago uh,
0: um, maybe it was a few years ago now. I don't but I, I think back to the uh that dev's speech when he won. Um and that game was made as a homage basically and paid tribute to his son who died, his very young son who died from cancer. Yeah. Um and I played it a little bit. That is a special game and if it were not for the game awards it would not have gotten as much recognition as it should have yeah and that dude wouldn't have been able to tell his story and even watching his speech now you can't watch that and not get choked up a little bit i mean it is it's an important category for that alone yeah um, so 100 yeah. percent,
1: and i think it helps elevate the status of video games as art um these games That's usually point. they have huge meaning behind them for the most part mm-hmm. i mean if they're being nominated for this category like your game means something. And most likely it's a game that you could recommend to someone that doesn't really play games and say, Hey, this is like a really cool experience. And, you know, I really felt something when I played this. Um, I've had a couple games like that, that I've played and I've had like a really strong, like emotional, uh, tie to, Mm -hmm. actually it's, it's funny because my final project in college was like, i was a graphic design student and my project was i was creating a video game and i was marketing it and making the marketing materials and creating the story and whatnot and the reason i was allowed to pursue it as a graphic design major was because i put a thesis together and in it i referenced games like that dragon cancer and i said you know Mm -hmm. this is what games are now they're not just you know violent and crazy and you know what i mean i And that's what won my my teacher over she was like wait what and like we actually talked about it after class and she was like i'm gonna have to look into this is this something i can get on my computer and i was like yeah it's probably on mac or something like you could probably play it so it's really important and it it, it breaks games into the you know mainstream a little bit um they may not be the huge sellers of the video game industry but they're definitely just as meaningful
0: yeah i mean and it's it's akin to you know And why I hate the Oscars so much is
1: the Oscars are like a
0: fucking pissing contest and a popularity contest. And you think about movies as a genre, like as a, as a medium, you know, you have your huge blockbuster movies, but then you have so many smaller indie movies that mean so much to the people that make them and often have way more heart um, and literal like blood, sweat and tears put into it um and the you see the same thing in the video game space you know video games aren't all sports games or fighting games or shooting games you know like there's a lot of really important stories that are being told um and innovations being made with smaller indie games which i know is one of the reasons why we do indie intel um every week for our normal pod and you know people i think inside the video game like sphere or that play games get that but that there's still this like you know stigma or uh perception from like the wider audience that's like video games are just like shoot them up yeah, blood gore whatever you know
1: yeah so this is a really important category um regardless of who you are what you think uh you know i'm looking forward to this one and i'm gonna play whatever one wins as a matter of fact i might even play them all um yeah so that's that okay all right next category so, Josh, the next category is best performance, which is an interesting one. I've always had mm-hmm. a fascination behind like voice actors and motion capture uh, actors and actresses for video games. So this uh, category is awarded to an individual for voiceover, acting, motion, and or performance capture. And the nominees are Ashley Johnson as Ellie in The Last of Us 2, Laura Bailey as Abby in The Last of Us 2, Daisuke Suji, I hope I said that right, as Jin Sakai, from Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Logan Cunningham as Hades in, you guessed it, Hades, and Najee Jeter as Miles Morales in Spider Man Miles Morales.
0: So, this is a great category. Um, I do want to ask you, because I'm not sure, but Daisuke, did he do the English Jin or is he the J- original Japanese voice actor?
1: That is a great question. I'm going to assume, and I could be very wrong, that this I'll is Google the it right now. yeah. I, I'm right. going to assume it's the English guy. Uh, yeah.
0: Mm.
1: And I'm only saying that because I this is like all American. You know what I mean? Like we wouldn't. You wouldn't I give it, it to it, Ellie in Japan. You know what I mean? You give it to the right. English one.
0: So it's definitely the guy that did the face <laughs> for Jin. Okay. Um, and I actually think this is the Japanese voice actor because if I am not incorrect, the um, guy that did the English one was actually an actor in uh, Man of the High Castle. Oh. So I think this is different. I don't know. I... I I don't want to take too much time looking.
1: Well, regardless, he did the motion capture. He had, had to,
0: right. He, he did the performance for
1: it. Right. Yeah. Right, right. So, all right, listen, i played f- four of these five games. Um, I wouldn't honestly give it to miles. I wouldn't give it to Najee Jeter. I mm-hmm. think that despite this being his own game showed more emotion in the original Spider-Man when he lost his father. Um, I don't know. I just don't think that this would. This is his place to shine when you have Laura Bailey and Ashley Johnson right there who put on an incredible fucking performance.
0: Visceral. Yeah. So I th- I think, can we just not throw, throw them away is not bad, but I think this category comes down to Ashley Johnson and Laura
1: Bailey. Can yeah. we agree with that? Absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about that. So could we get spoilery or no? Should we?
0: I think we almost have at this point. I don't. I I think I think the game's been out long enough. Yeah, and I think there's some things that are spoilers that would need to that we need to discuss to uh, make a decision here. Yeah, so. Spoiler warning. Spoilers for The Last of Us Part 2 ahead. Right after this. Spoiler warning. Get out of here. If you didn't play the Last of Us Part 2, go play it and then come back. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Alright, you've been warned.
1: So, Joel dies. <laughs> okay, well, spoiler warning. Yeah. So, Joel dies and mm-hmm. you get an incredible performance from Ashley Johnson as she's watching her father figure be brutally murdered right in front of her. Um, And then you have... Abby, which is Laura Bailey, who also just you you so you hate this character. You fucking hate her because of what she did to Joel. And not only because of what she did to Joel for Ellie's sake, but because of what she did to Joel for your sake as the player who experienced playing as Joel in the first game, right? So you just hate this fucking bitch. You hate her. But they make you, and they being Neil Druckmann, Naughty Dog, and Laura. They make you kind of like Abby a little bit because you get her side of, of what's going on, right?
0: To find out yeah. what
1: happened to her father. So mm-hmm. um, this game,
0: which, again, I know it's going to we're going to talk about it more in the game of the year thing. So I'll focus more on just the characters right now. Um, these two women do an incredible job at making at least they made me feel and experience things. Uh, in a video game that I haven't in a long time. I felt so torn playing this game for multiple reasons, right? And it's like, they're like waves, right? They're like intersecting waves that start at different points and end at different points. Ellie, I fucking love Ellie, man. She's one of the best video game characters ever. In the original Last of Us game, dude, I'd fucking, playing as Joel, I would do anything for Ellie, right? I would compare her almost to like the child in The Mandalorian, right? Yeah. Fucking loved that kid. So much character behind behind her,
1: you know? She had an attitude.
0: yeah and now in last of us part two i started the game like that where i'm like fuck yeah ellie is my girl i love her ride or die and then she starts making decisions that i'm like what are you doing like i like i compare it to the fucking the scene in like episode three like revenge of the sith where padme is like you're going down a path i can't follow yeah. and that's what i felt like playing her as this game I am like ellie you're doing things that you can't be doing i don't like this i don't agree with you i'm like yeah like i love you and i get why you're doing it but come on man like let's let's stop and the nail in the coffin with that is the the decision at, that she makes at the end of the game mm-hmm. to go get revenge on abby dude when that happened i was like torn i was like Dina, like fucking kill her. Like, what are you doing, dude?
1: Yeah, and at that point, you have to. So, if you don't know, at that point, you already have played as Abby for so long now, right? That you get her side, and that just fuels you to like want Ellie to stop because you're like, dude, you don't right. know. Like, it's just, it's over. Just let it stop. It's right. over.
0: And where I started, I started loving. I started the game as I loved Ellie, and by the end of the game, Ellie was so was a different person i didn't recognize her and i didn't like her at the end of the game abby i started the game fucking hated abby i wanted to do nothing but kill abby i hated her disgusted me but by the end of the game i sympathized with her i empathized with her i felt her pain and i'm like damn like okay like let's let's call it a wash you both suck did terrible things that's it let's be done and where abby was done at the end of the game she w- didn't want revenge. She didn't want to fight anymore. She, well, she was, finished. was broken.
1: She was not even she, herself anymore. Physically,
0: physically, and mentally, both of these women are broken, changed, and completely different characters by the end of the game than they are at the beginning of the game. Yep. And that is a testament to both of their individual performances. It, the The single best voice performances ever in a video game. Both of these people. Yeah. So picking a winner between them for me that's that's very
1: hard yeah it is hard Uh, although i gotta i think yeah you gotta give it to ashley johnson as ellie that's just that's me and i think that because you i think you play as ellie more at least i feel like i played as ellie more And I think that what you said where she's making decisions and you're like, stop, like, don't do this is a testament to why she should win. Because. Ashley knew that what Ellie was doing was wrong, but still portrayed it as what she was doing was right. And to me, a plus that's acting.
0: Yeah, man, this (sighs) she knew it's so hard it's so hard to choose because i also have you know i have played as ellie more you know in the including the previous game i think you end up it ends up being about equal almost in this game you probably do are are as ellie a little bit longer because of the opening sequence stuff and the ending um uh, yeah and the the end i also by the way i think the girl that played gina um dina or not dina Gina Dina um, I think she could be nominated for this category too yeah
1: I think her name is Shannon Woodard I think I don't want to be wrong yeah. but I think uh, she her. gave an incredible performance too yeah
0: um, as did everybody in this game I I think Ashley Johnson is going to win I think my personal choice might be Laura Bailey though that's fine it's fine with me um it I agree with everything you say about Ashley Johnson um, and I I almost don't even know if I'm jaded by the actual character itself too about picking that because but I just Laura Bailey just yeah I mean to to literally I mean I viscerally and vehemently hated Abby and I, even at points and I think that's how it was designed too I'm like why the fuck am I playing as her I don't want to yeah. I don't want to be her I don't like her And then to by the end of the game understand empathize get and um, support a character like that that i started literally vehemently and disgustingly hating not only is that a testament to the writing and the directing and all that but laura bailey's performance and i think that's a very hard thing to do to completely change a a consumer's alignment with a character yeah right
1: like complete 180 so no you're right i think that listen laura bailey is a phenomenal Voice actress she's been in so many so many things that I love yeah and yeah. I think that you know she's one of the greatest of all time oh. now I the only thing that makes me not say Abby over Ellie is I still found that Abby was an unlikable character okay and I that's not necessarily Laura's fault she was just playing the role Um, mm-hmm. I just didn't even in the end I st- like I knew what Ellie was doing was wrong but I still did not like Abby, but it is what it is. Yeah. That's
0: it. I, I, I understand what you're saying. I yeah. got you. But yeah, so I, I, do, do you think that Ashley Johnson is most likely to win as well?
1: I think so, because Laura Bailey is already so celebrated in the voice mm-hmm. acting world. I think this would be a huge win for Ashley Johnson, um, mm-hmm. who voice well acts. deserved. Oh, absolutely. It's She gets a lot less credit, and I think that she also takes on a lot less roles. You don't see her as often as you see Laura Bailey um mm-hmm. so i just off that alone i think ashley's gonna win uh mm-hmm. but yeah that's it
0: okay i like it uh do, did did you read that one or did i read that one that's i read it okay. i read that one okay so all right moving on to the next one best audio design recognizing the best in-game audio and sound design the nominees are Doom Eternal, Half Life, Alex, Ghosts of Tsushima, Resident Evil 3, and The Last of Us Part 2.
1: So, we've already gone over pretty much every game here except for Resident Evil 3. I don't think we need to go through one by one and explain each game. Um, okay. I think now Doom Eternal is already up for like best score, I think, and stuff like that. So, that's that. I think that last of us part two and ghost of Tsushima are probably the two best ones in terms of audio design. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, for me, I think my personal choice would be ghost of Tsushima thinking about from a technical and a gameplay perspective with how the wind guides you in it. Um, just the sound of that wind through different objects, the, um, specific design around weapon audio yep. um and environmental audio with the foxes and wildlife and other things like that and all of those elements that are corely, you know, or corely, Jesus, you know, at the core of that game's design and the audio guides you through the game. And no other game on here does that while they might be designed really well, I think from a technical perspective and what the intention behind the actual audio design and the sound design. Um, are I think Ghost of Tsushima is my pick for this, and I also think it's most likely to win the actual game award.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I think that it's most likely to win. My argument for Last of Us Two would be, um, I don't even remember what they're called anymore, but the group of people uh, that are like in the trees and shit. Oh yeah. Um, that whole whenever they're in the in the game and you hear them in in your headset, um, the clickers Damn. and throwing bottles like to alert them um stuff like that is what makes me think last of us part two but i think that's a good point yeah that's that's what i thought but then ghost of tsushima you brought up a lot of good points the weapon sounds the atmosphere the you know wildlife the wind which is such an important aspect in that game i think that ghost of tsushima is probably going to win this one
0: yeah you made some good points for last of us but yeah I, i think i would still stick with my original choice yeah i'm with you there all right
1: okay best score in music which is you know very similar to the last one uh doom eternal final fantasy 7 remake hades ori and the will of the wisps and the last of us part two mm-hmm. uh and this is for outstanding music inclusive of score original song and or licensed soundtrack okay so i gotta tell you right now doom eternal fucking slaps final fantasy 7 remake had some music that slapped so fucking hard josh so hard like i would just be jamming the chocobo fucking rock or whatever it was called dude but dude last of us part two talk about using the music in a way that just expands the story and just makes sense so yeah i just think that the last of us two uses its music in a way that impacts the story and is important to the story i mean just even the take on me scene where Ellie's playing the guitar and she's playing take on me um dude the Pearl Jam song at the end when uh, spoiler alert spoiler warning spoilers for the last of us part two ahead right after this spoiler warning get out of here if you didn't play last of us part two go play it and then come back
0: spoiler warning spoiler warning all right you've been warned
1: at the very end when Ellie only has one of her fingers gone dude And she's walking back into her house and the whole house is empty she lost it all dude it's a mess my man she goes up and the one thing that she could connect to joel with is the song that song if i ever were to lose you i would surely lose myself she picks up the guitar dude and i knew her finger was gone she couldn't play the song dude she literally lost everything and that moment was like a uh, fuck moment, you know? Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, I think you just described my thoughts and opinions uh, perfectly. Uh, Doom, <laughs> Doom Eternal. Final Fantasy VII Remake absolutely has slap, slap-tastic music in it. Yep. Doom Eternal, outstanding music. Fucking fucks so hard. We've talked about it. It's great. There's nothing better than killing fucking demons to heavy metal music i love it the last of us part two though the music and the score and the songs are so integral to the storytelling yep um that i don't see how last of us part two doesn't win this
1: and that i was gonna say it's interesting because it's not even like there's like music playing as you're walking around or anything like that it's only these brief moments that there is music in the game but those moments are very, very important. When it is used, it is impactful. And the game,
0: the game already guts you from a storytelling's perspective. I mean that—that that is the adjective I will always go back to about how I felt when I finished this game. Is I felt gutted. Yeah. I felt gutted. The music just st- puts the knife in a little bit deeper. You know what I mean? It's like you are already stabbed in your yeah. chest, and the music's just like, "Ah, oh, chief, you're you're done." Um, and the instruments that are used and how they're used and the heavy focus on guitar and other string based instruments. Um, it's just, it works so well. And that moment, you know, I, I, I often think about my favorite moments, single moments in video games, the original last of us game, the moment with the, the, um, the giraffe, yeah, the giraffe scene that's one of the best moments in video game history to me last was part two. I was like, they're not going to have something like that. It's not possible wrong. They did it. And it's with, it's the, both of those guitar scenes, the one at the end that you talked about. And then the one with the take on me when you're singing to, to Dina, yep. come on, man.
1: Yep. Come on. That's it, man. It's just really impactful. Yeah. Okay, I didn't realize how New I didn't realize how much I fucking liked the last of us part two until we started doing this. By the way,
0: listen, that game is phenomenal. <laughs> it is,
1: it is, man. Um, All right, yeah, go ahead and take
0: this one. Yep. Yeah. All right, so best art direction, big one. Uh, so best art direction for outstanding creative and/or technical achievement in artistic design and animation. Nominees are Final Fantasy 7 Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisp. And The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, again, we've talked about a lot of these games, but let's let's go maybe just a little bit more from an art direction perspective. So the creative and technical stuff, where what what do you what do you have thinking here?
1: So when I think of like art direction, I think of two things, right? I think of like two D E like I think of more of like Hades and Ori, right? But then I also think about just like thematically how you tie all of the elements in your game together visually. And I think a game like Ghost of Tsushima, where we know they were really heavily looking to Japanese um, samurai film and just that whole aesthetic in general, that is, you know, art direction, that is design, that was purposely done that way. So I want to start off by saying I think all of these games have a really good shot of winning because yeah. they're all phenomenal in, in art direction. They all If any
0: one of these if any one of these win, I'd be like, yeah, that's Exactly.
1: Right. And I haven't even played two of them, but just from seeing yeah. it. Like yeah. Hades has such an awesome art style. Ori is just beautiful. When you look at yeah. it in motion, it doesn't even look like a video game. You know? Yeah. Um Last of Us Part Two may be the weakest one here. Mm-hmm. In that, it's just like normal life, mm-hmm. you know. Like it's just like they they didn't have to like look at much. I mean, the zombie designs are fucking awesome, art yeah. direction I, wise. I,
0: I think my only argument for Last of Us would be how they handled Seattle and taking a standing city and
1: projecting what it would yes. look like. great point. This
0: apocalypse. Great um, point. But that's that's the only point I would
1: make for Last of Us. And they did that with the first game too. Um, True. Yeah, you're, that's a great point. I didn't even consider that. Um, Final Fantasy 7 remake was ki- it's kind of interesting because it already had its like themes and it already had its like style from the first game, mm-hmm. but they took that and just expanded upon it and made this beautiful world that just yeah looks awesome yeah so honestly man like you said I wouldn't be upset if any of these won
0: yeah what would be your your top choice though. <laughs> Person.
1: my top choice would be final fantasy or ghost of tsushima but i haven't played hades and ori and i feel like mm-hmm. i'm doing a disservice to this category by selecting those because i feel like this is the category for those two games to win mm-hmm. so um i don't know okay I-, I could easily see hades or
0: ori winning um i think ori might actually be the most likely to win mm-hmm. um overall um with hades being very close i think again it might depend on how some other categories go yeah. to determine that, unfortunately, which I think is stupid. Um, but I, th- I think for me personally, uh, going back to again, how integral the design is to the game, I think I would pick Ghost of Tsushima because of how just that game is designed. And the art direction is not just a storytelling perspective. It's a gameplay element. It's a, it, it's a guide um in in that game and to have i mean there's like no there's like no hud with ghost of tsushima it's all art direction yep. that game lead the art direction leads you through that game and there are so many cool things and i know it's, there's you know it's a lot of intersections of different departments and things like that i'm not saying it's just the art department you know that is responsible for that obviously um you know but i think from looking at it for that perspective and specifically on the creative and technical aspect that as they touch on in the description of this category um in addition to like animation i think that is the most solid game based off of that criteria
1: for yeah. me i'm with you i agree all right okay let's move on to the next one we're getting on. getting close so the next category is Best Narrative for Outstanding Storytelling and Narrative Development in a Game. And mm-hmm. we have 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and The Last of Us Part Two. Yes, sir. So here's my thing. Okay. I'm going to run through each game. I never played 13 Sentinels, and mm-hmm. I'm sure it has a great story. But for all intents and purposes, I'm going to exclude that from this conversation, including Hades, because I've never finished that either. Um, I agree. Final Fantasy VII Remake, I've already discussed earlier in the podcast about how they took an already developed story and did such unique things with it where they almost created like an alternate universe for Final Fantasy VII. And... Not only did they do that, but they still like made nods to the original and Mm -hmm. they just like, I think they just masterfully did a, a remake in a way that you don't have people experiencing the same exact thing that they already played and you do it well. Yeah, I think they could have just done the exact same story and that would have been fine, but they really took a chance with the narrative and did some things that, you know, people might have been upset with and made it work. And they're even adding things into the game that weren't in Final Fantasy 7 original that people are very, very excited for. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil anything for this one because this one wasn't as talked about. Like, I feel like The Last of Us 2, the ending and the beginning and all that was spoiled. Everyone knows what happened. Um, but if you never played the original Final Fantasy 7, you don't know certain characters die. And then in the remake, they don't die. So I'm just going to leave that one up. Um, but I think that I think that that one has a really strong narrative, um, more than I thought it was going to have. If I'm being honest, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ghost of Tsushima. I never finished this game, Josh. You're going to have to speak to it. Um, but from mm-hmm. what I played, like this is a narrative game. Like this is like the narrative game.
0: Yeah it um, it is a very good story. Uh, it is. It doesn't necessarily take any risks narratively it doesn't push the boundary narratively it's not something that I was particularly surprised with narratively like it's it, but it did a great job of emulating that old you know samurai cinema type of narrative and it was solid and it was great and the acting was great and how it was presented was great and I played through it on Kurosawa mode which you know gave me a fucking hard on like it was it was awesome yeah
1: um yeah, the story is very much just like there's invaders on my land. They killed all of my people. I'm going to get revenge and free my uncle. Like you know what I mean? There's a there's a little bit of stake in there because your uncle's there. Um, it is very much like you said, like an old school samurai film, which is what the game is. Yeah, you know,
0: which is what it is, and it and it did that very well.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then you have the Last of Us Part Two, and we talked about this already. We talked about the the story when we talked about the. Um, actresses and actors that were in this in this game um my man this game makes you feel a certain way and then shits on you for feeling that way and then makes you feel a different way and then makes you feel another way it's just it's masterfully done almost not masterfully because it almost like hits you over the head with it like um There's a moment in the game where like you'll kill a dog and then you'll feel bad about killing. They make you feel bad about killing the dog by making you friends with the dog. You know what I mean? So it's a little almost too much, but damn, man. But it's intentionally designed that way, though. I feel like you're right, you're right. So when they make you hate a character and then make you like the character and almost resonate with that character more than the main character of the game, that's a great narrative. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's great direction
0: yeah for for me i i mean and i think we're getting into a territory now where these games can win multiple categories from here on up um i think it's even likely uh for me it, this category hands down i i gave it to the last of us part two yeah. um for several reasons we've talked about it a lot the acting is a big part of that um the complete dichotomy of how you feel at the beginning of the game versus the end of the game towards different characters, you know, specifically, obviously Ellie and Abby, um, and even Tommy, which, you know, that, that's a whole wild thing in and of itself yeah, in that's there. True. Um, but I really have never, um, felt the way that I have about a video game ever before in my life. I've, I've never, I mean, I, and it's so weird to give a game credit for making you feel this way, but I've never felt more defeated and gutted and like empty and cold and like just done, yep. like emotionally done and drained after playing a game of my entire life.
1: Yeah. Me uh, too. There's like the movies last, that la- have done that and I've been like, yeah. wow, holy fuck. That movie just really killed me. Yeah. Like, and that's what this yeah. game does. Yeah. I, I mean the game,
0: you know, it starts off too. It's so deceptive. Man, it's written so well, man. It starts off so cool and like almost nostalgia-y, because you're with Ellie and she's older and there's all these new things and you're with Joel and things are great. She's and edgy
1: like, with Joel too. And the fact that like yeah. she doesn't want to connect with them, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and it's like this is cool. Um, but then it's like, man, this is this is not cool. This is not cool. Um and I just, I, I've never felt that empty after playing a game, but that's exactly what it was designed to do. Exactly. I, I've I've never felt about characters the way I have before. I've never experienced a story the way they had before. And it's not like it was doing anything new in that sense. You know, you had two kind of parallel storylines happening at the same time. Um, that's not, that's nothing new. It's been done before, but the way it is done with the interplay of those characters, I, 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 from that perspective alone, I think I, for me, there's no other game that could win this category or should win this category. And I also think besides my personal opinion, I think Last of Us Part Two will win this category hands down. I agree with you. Next category is best game direction. Okay. So this is awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. Nominees are Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Half-Life Alex, and The Last of Us Part Two. This category, I think a lot of arguments can be made for every
1: single one of these games. Yeah, for the ones I've played, I agree. So what do you got? What are you thinking? So I'm thinking with Final Fantasy VII Remake, the direction had to be tight because You're taking something that was so basic and so, I mean, listen, it had a great story, the original Final Fantasy VII, but it was so basic in its presentation. And you had to basically direct it from the ground up. You had to Mm -hmm. block out the scenes. You had to have the characters in a way you wanted them to be. The voice acting was completely new. Um, Everything was, it was brand new. So you had to do it all from scratch. And it's also a game of huge scale. This is only part one of however many parts it's going to be. Um, and I think it was done well. I think there was no plot lines that I was left hanging. You know what I mean? It was just a good cohesive experience. Right.
0: Uh, and it's only like one part of a larger thing. Several. So. Yeah. Several parts. Which
1: is, yeah. So he's already, the director is already setting the the groundwork for what's to come as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have goes to Tsushima, which is like a Marvel of a game because it's like, it's like one of the first games that's like themed. It's like a thematic game in that it's themed after these samurai films. And Mm -hmm. it was like no stranger. Like that's what it was supposed to be. It's not like Sekiro where it was a samurai game. And then they like kind of just threw other, like threw their own stuff at the wall. This was like, Hey, we're making a Japanese samurai movie game and
0: Mm -hmm.
1: that's how it's going to be written. That's how it's going to be directed. And that's how it's going to be. Um, I haven't finished it, so I can't really speak to much of this game, but um, from what i played, it's tight. So Yeah. I, I mean, just and strictly at the like
0: design perspective and the innovation perspective, I think Ghost of Tsushima is akin to something like God of War mm. to me um, from a direct, dir- like a direction type lens. Because God of War is like, you know, Corey Barlog's like, we're doing one shot. It's going to be a one-take game. This is what we're doing. Yep. Everything must be designed from the ground up to mm-hmm. fit this way of storytelling. This is what I want to do. Yeah, I think Ghost of Tsushima was the same thing. We We are making a samurai game, an open-world samurai game with no HUD, and I want the world to guide the player. That is how they designed the game. They picked a path. This is what we're doing uncompromising and they move forward and it paid off.
1: So yeah. yeah. Okay. And then moving on the only other game here that I've played is Last of Us Part 2. Mm-hmm. Um now listen, Neil Druckmann he gets a lot of shit for this game. People people say he self-inserted himself as a character to have sex with another character when they were actually wrong. He, that character never even had sex with that character. Um people criticize him for making decisions in killing certain characters and making us feel bad for a character that killed that mm-hmm. character. Um, but in the end it's a master class of directing and he knows what he's doing and I can't wait to see what he does next. I think that, you know, he could leave the last of us behind and do something else if he really wanted to. I just think he's mm-hmm. a phenomenal, you know, director and storyteller and, um, the fact that i know his name is a testament to his skill and what he does Mm -hmm. so
0: yeah i think you can absolutely criticize this game if you don't like choices that were made if you don't like decisions that were made if you think something else should have happened i get that i do get that but it's not the director's job to feed you what you like y- you're expecting. Yeah, I think it's it's a director's job to have a story that they want to tell, and pursue an uncompromising vision of that story for better or worse. And I think as a director, Neil Druckmann and his you know writing team was like, this is what we're doing. You know, this is where the story is kind of going naturally. You know, and we want to push the boundary. And, you know, we know people aren't going to like the decisions that we make, some of them, but this is, this is our story and we're going to tell it. And I think there's something to be said about that yeah. um, as a, as a director, you know, that takes, that takes a lot of guts.
1: Um, I think also you and I know more than some people out there would know that Druckmann really like loves Ellie and Joel.
0: Spoiler warning. Spoilers for The Last of Us Part 2 ahead. Right after this.
1: Spoiler warning. Get out of here if you didn't play The Last of Us Part 2.
0: Go play it and then come back. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Alright, you've been warned.
1: He loves those characters. And, you know, the decision to kill Joel wasn't, like, something that came easy to him, I'm sure. Um, Like, Troy and Ashley are, like, really close. And Mm -hmm. really close with Neil. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't something that he just said, I'm going to kill Joel and make everyone mad. No. Right. He had a reason for it and it pays off. Right. And the, the dis- no, go ahead. Go
0: ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that the decisions that he made are not to be like, Oh, I'm going to shoot on the fans.
1: Yeah. You know, that's not, and that's the thing. It's like the last of us was never a happy story. It was always sad. And it was always, mm-hmm. you know, that the way it is. It was always the last of us and to expect it to just be this hand-holding we're gonna do everything the fan the fan, the fans like that's not what it is it's a tale of dread it's a tale of loss you know what i mean it's a zombie apocalypse story but it's also a people story you know and relationship story and look no further than the branching relationships you have in this franchise not only do you have happy relationships with Dina and Ellie, which may not be happy anymore, but you have hateful relationships between Abby and Ellie. Um, yeah. You know, so. Yeah,
0: I feel really bad for people that didn't play this game because they disagreed with an, a direction that the story went. Yeah. Um, I think when you take any of those individual leaks if you remember that whole debacle before it? Yeah, a lot of them weren't even and, true, by the way. Right, and you're like, you're like that. I'm the fuck that. I don't like that. I'm not doing that because of this. But even if they are true, you're you're seeing a small piece uh, of a larger narrative. And until you experience the whole thing, you really, you know, I don't think you can judge the story. Yeah. Uh, and and for me as a consumer, you know, as somebody that loves video games and storytelling, I I would much rather be challenged by a story than be fed something that i expect i you know i i love fan service as much as the next person if it's done well but i mean what i got as an experience versus maybe what i originally wanted was so much more rewarding uh than it would be if you know we just got everything's fine you know
1: yep so it wouldn't be worth playing if that was the case exactly um also i think that you know, this, like you said, it's a real shame that a lot of people didn't play this and a lot of people did just watch someone else play it. Um, And I did personally, after the game came out, I was very curious as to what people were saying and what people thought of the game. And I watched a couple of the live streams and tuned into the chats just to see what people were saying. And I don't want to say who it was, but one of the biggest stream, one of the biggest channels on YouTube, if not the biggest channel on YouTube for gaming, uh was live streaming it and the whole time this person was just saying i fucking hate abby i fucking hate abby i don't want to play as fucking abby and like just perpetuating this meme of abby killing joel and how she's just the worst because of it and they weren't letting the game take over and they weren't experiencing the game the way they should have and i feel like when all those people watching were watching them they were just attaching themselves to that and they never even played the game. And you know what I mean? They're just haters because of it. So one person has ruined a whole bunch of people's experiences with the game. Also, that's not the kind of game you stream because then you're not paying attention to the the beats and you're just worried about the chat. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's a whole mess. It's a whole fucking mess.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that game is a very, um, you know, uh, intimate, uh, single player,
1: experience yeah you know so
0: yeah and with even, that being said so go
1: ahead oh no real quick i was just gonna even when it did leak neil Druckmann was like guys please like you may have saw what happened but there's still mm-hmm. so much more to the game after yeah. that and i believe yes. what leaked was joel's death and he was 100 right that right. was 15 minutes or whatever into the game so yeah and yeah, it's it's sad man yeah So best game. Okay, so yeah, who do you think is going to go to? I'm going to give it to Last of Us Two, man. Mm -hmm.
0: That would be my personal choice, and also who I think is going to win. I I just it. uh, There's arguments to be made about other things that we talked about, but again, for me personally, and thinking about the voting bodies for it, I think I pick Last of Us Part Two, and I think Last of Us Part Two wins.
1: I think there's a a case to be made for Final Fantasy 7 remake but mm-hmm. that is a stretch. I don't know. It's it's possible. I think I think that it that has a chance of winning, but I think that Last of Us 2 is going to take it.
0: Yeah. All right, Brett. Kick us off with the final category.
1: All right, Josh. Game of the year. This is a very important award. The last award of the night its the biggest one and in this category uh, we're recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields so the graphics the or the art direction the art style it might not even be the graphics the narrative everything we discussed leading up to this moment josh plays a factor in which game is going to be game of the year starting off we have doom eternal Followed by Final Fantasy VII Remake. Then you have Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Animal Crossing New Horizons, and The Last of Us Part Two. What are your thoughts, Josh? You want to go one by one?
0: Yeah, I think we should talk about overall, um, you know, each, each game. Because I know we've talked about them in previous categories, but how it all melds together. Yeah. Uh, so starting with doom eternal i think doom eternal file fires on all cylinders that are there Uh, the game knows exactly what it is um from a combat perspective from a you know a gameplay perspective from a music perspective i mean the game is simple and it knows exactly what it is Um, it is at its best when you are just going into a room with a gun and killing some fucking demons There are some awesome boss fights in it. There's some incredible music. Some really, really high-level action. Um, But also, like I mentioned before, I would maybe knock, kind of knock the game on the traversal stuff, uh, on the platforming, because I don't need it. I understand why they put it in there. Um, And that they maybe used it as a way to kind of make the game fresh, in a sense. Um, So it's not just the same thing as Doom 2016. But, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's what I would say in a slice about Doom Eternal.
1: Yeah, Final Fantasy VII Remake. What are your thoughts there?
0: I think Final Fantasy VII Remake is a really good game. I think the fact that they were able to take a game that was so old and not just make it look and play the way um, that you would want it to now, I think the things that they did with the story that changed the original that were surprises and fresh were fans. I think that's important. Um, I think from a, like, you know, it's, it's at its best when it is, you know, over the top and, you know, you're, you're fighting. Um, I think the narrative is fantastic. Um, You know, and I, I really enjoyed all of the characters that were in there too. I think, my issue with the game stems from some technical stuff um, just as far as traversing through areas and maybe the length it takes to get between certain areas. Um, I think there's just some cumbersome animation type stuff and whatever in there uh, that knocks it down a little bit for me, but I I think there's a strong case obviously to be made for it being game of the year.
1: Yeah. I agree with you. Uh, pretty much everything you said. Um, I didn't want to chime too much in on Doom maternal. I haven't been in it, so I don't have much of an opinion, but Final okay, Fantasy 7 yeah. Remake. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I just, I think this is serious, a serious contender for Game of the Year. Like, I have no ifs, ands, or buts about this one. Actually, as a matter of fact, I don't think I have any ifs, ands, or buts for any of these games. Uh, I haven't played Hades, but um, mm-hmm. these are all serious Game of the Year contenders. I, I wouldn't yeah. question any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. We've talked about this so many times already, uh, as most of these games uh, we have. Mm -hmm. what do you think man like do you think that this one could take it or what
0: i think ghost of Tsushima. i well i do think it could could take it i don't think it will but i think it could it just it it does so so much so well you know, I, I mean, it is it is an homage to samurai cinema. It is a love letter to those style of films. Um, I think the addition of the Kurosawa mode in there, for me, um, was such a huge seller since I'm a Kurosawa fan. I think from an art direction perspective, the game is beautiful. From a design perspective in general, how you navigate through the world, how you, how you experience the world, how you traverse, how it guides you, um, I think is... Is incredible. You know, I I wasn't just wasting my time platinuming the game. I, I yeah. genuinely enjoyed every second with that game. The the narrative is solid. Um, there is some awesome combat. The sword play feels so good. Um, and there's so many awesome, incredible parts about that game. And I also something we have not talked about yet is I have not spent more time in a photo mode with a game in my entire life. I mean, I spent. A lot of time in that photo mode Um, and it is just such a gorgeous game from top to bottom directed and designed to perfection so
1: that's excellent no I I haven't finished it so I can't um, I can't speak to this one too much but from what I played I agree with you and I think that um, the only thing that might hold this one back is the narrative and they did that on purpose so
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I mean can you knock it for it no but at the same time if another game has a better narrative that might knock it out, you know? Yeah. Um, Hades, we, we can't say much. I, neither of us have played it, uh, although we would yeah. love to try it sometime. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I think, I think it, it
0: does have a very strong possibility of winning though. Yeah. Um, even though we haven't played it. I know people love it. I know it's an incredible game Um, from both a narrative perspective and a gameplay perspective. It's nominated for a lot of the other big categories. You know, I I think it's, it is a serious contender to win, even if we haven't personally
1: played it. Yeah, I think this one has come up a lot more than I thought it would have in all of the categories. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, you know, despite however many awards it'll win, it's one that I'm going to have to buy afterwards and try it out. Oh, yeah, for sure. So animal crossing new horizons dude this could be this could be it and i don't know if you realize that but the impact that this game made the amount of copies this game sold you know the time in which this game came out this could be it yeah
0: i i mean i i fully agree with you this uh one of the most important things about this game is it came out as soon as like lockdown started happening for COVID. Yep. I mean, this game sold so many fucking units and it's, it's insane. It's insane how many people play this game, how many like normies played this game. Just it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a, it's massive. It's massive. Um, and it's also a fantastic game. You know, there's a lot of cumbersome stuff in there that we've talked about, particularly with the multiplayer. Um you know, I know they have updated like house storage and stuff now, but I also love the different events and the season stuff, seasonal stuff that they've been doing. You know, I've I spent, I think we both probably have spent a little over a hundred hours or somewhere around there with the game, um, and I, I you know, I, I that wasn't a waste of my time. I thoroughly enjoyed all the time I played with this game. I, mean, I played it every fucking day for hours on end when it came down. You know, there wasn't a day for a month I didn't play that
1: game. Yeah, um, you know it's it's incredible i agree i think if if one of these games is going to be the sleeper surprise like holy shit of the game awards it's this one um yeah. i don't think it's not deserving i just think that it would be pretty huge you know
0: yeah it's the most accessible game
1: out of for all sure of these. for sure and it doesn't have like a crazy narrative it, it doesn't have you know a lot of the things like it doesn't have the it has great music but it doesn't have like the doom eternal level music you know what i mean it's not right. cinematic you know what i mean right. it's if this wins it's you know gonna be pretty crazy that's all i can say yeah.
0: it's and listen it's it has a lot of merit if it does win and i would see yeah. how it potentially could it was like you the
1: know? hero of quarantine so
0: yeah Yeah, and you know, it it connected a lot of people too, you know. And um it's just I think there's a lot there's a lot of positive things to say about it.
1: I didn't even think about that aspect right away, but you're right, it did connect a lot of people because of the multiplayer. We couldn't see each other, but we could go and we could play that, you know. Yeah. We were we were wearing our masks in game too, you know. So that's interesting. But um all right, so Mm -hmm. last one is the last of us part two. I mean, I don't know what else can be said. Yeah.
0: Platinum this game too. Um, we've talked about it at, at nauseam almost at this point. I mean, the, the, the performances from the actors in it, uh, are incredible. The score is incredible. Um, the narrative is incredible, even though, you know, it's, it's kind of controversial, and polarizing the narrative. I mean, it, it, it did exactly what it set out to do. It was directed brilliantly. It was written brilliantly. Um, and I've never felt the way I did um, after a video game ever before in my life, which was just gutted and defeated. Um, and to have a game make you feel that way and both hate and empathize and love and despise all of these characters at the same time. Uh, I've never experienced that before. And I don't know if I ever will again. It is just from top to bottom, a
1: a brilliant, brilliant and beautiful game. I agree with you. And I think, Josh, well, first of all, I'm going to preface by saying this. I came into this. I did not know any of the awards. I did not know any of the nominees. I went into this completely blind and just went Mm -hmm. through it all with you as we've been doing for the podcast. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think that I would say this earlier but now after going through it with you and discussing this i think that the last of us part two is my game of the year for 2020
0: brett i agree with you i and i i I did know the nominees beforehand um and i knew i knew i personally was going to like it for a lot of the other, other categories but since you know it's been a little while since we played it i think just honestly just us talking about it again And me thinking back to my experience with the game um, and what it was like to play it and how I felt, you know, you can make a lot of arguments for a lot of these games for different reasons, right? And what even is the game of the year? What even is the best game? It's subjective, just like any other kind of media, you know, people like different things. And just because we think that this is the game of the year or that if it wins game of the year or whatever it is, doesn't mean that you thinking that Ghost of Tsushima or Hades or even a game that's not on here, you know, doesn't mean that that's not valid, you know? But for me, with these specific nominees, I I, I would give it to the last of us part two as well. I just I don't I don't think I don't think any other game comes close to what it was like to experience that.
1: Absolutely. And I think it's worth noting, I believe that the Last of Us Part Two actually was nominated for the most game awards this year as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I mean that goes to show you right there, you know. We're not alone here.
0: No. Now do you th- what do you think so Last of Us Part 2 is both of our choices so I guess Last of Us Part 2 wins Haptic Intel's, you know 2020 game of the year award That's right. slap slap the sticker on it all right Yep Um but what do you think will
1: win I think that The Last of Us Part 2 will win um yeah. and if not I think Animal Crossing New Horizons is going to be a surprise for you you know
0: Yeah I, I think I think it's either going to be Last of Us, Animal Crossing, or Hades. Um, I think Hades could win, Um, but I think Last of Us Part 2 will win. Yeah, I'm with Uh, you. And really based off of obviously everything we talked about, but because of the amount of categories it was nominated for, Um, and I think there's something to be said about that.
1: Yeah. I think I'm actually going to download Hades as soon as we're done this podcast, and I'm going to play it because I feel like I'm doing a disservice by not playing it, and it's been nominated for so many things. I actually think mm-hmm. it almost might be, like, the second most nominated thing uh, yeah, for the Game Awards. So I think I'm going to give that a shot.
0: You should get it on Switch
1: if you can, possibly. Is it co-op or no? I don't know. Well, I couldn't play with you anyway, so...
0: Yeah, well, I have it on Switch, so... Okay. But that's it. Okay, anyway. All right, so that that's... There you have it. That's, that's it. um... That is that is that that is our 2020 Game Awards special, Brett.
1: That's right. I mean, so I'm I'm happy with all of our I I'm, I trust all of our opinions here. Um, I'm curious to see how many we get right. Uh, yeah. Maybe we'll make a little a little checklist or something that shows what we guessed and what we want to win and then what actually wins and we'll go over that on stream. I think that would be interesting. Okay. Um, I but like yeah, it. I mean, that yeah. was that was long.
0: It was long, but it was fun. It was good. Um, yeah. Well, we want to obviously thank everybody for tuning in um, and watching. As Brett just mentioned, we are going to be streaming um, the Game Awards live on December 10th. We're going to go live at 630 right here on youtube.com slash haptic um, So make sure you're subscribed make sure you have that notification bell on you know jump into the comments below and let us know what your thoughts are about the game of the awards and if you agree or disagree with us you know just remember everybody has their own opinions, so keep it civil okay everybody's entitled to their own opinion um art is subjective okay um and yeah so you know stay tuned to our channel for all our game award stuff um again we'll be going live we'll have you know all of these Parts and deliberations up, and then obviously the full pod, which you're watching. Um, do you have anything to add, Brett, before we wrap up?
1: No, I just think that the live stream is going to be a lot of fun. We have uh, a cool theme, and I think we have some cool graphics and stuff that we're doing for it. And like you said, like I say all the time, it's just going to be us hanging out. Um, if you want to join us, come on over, watch our live stream. You'll be watching it with us as if you're one of our boys sitting in the basement hanging out. Um, unfortunately this year no one can really do it together so in real life so let's all do it virtually come hang out with us um let's have some good banter listen we know at the game awards there's always huge announcements there's always huge surprises so this is something you don't want to miss even if you don't care about the the awards themselves and the recipients of the awards um this is like an e3 type of thing where anything can happen i mean we had fucking vin diesel come out last year and show off a really bad fast and furious game. So, anything can happen and you know what? We hope you're there with us to experience it. That's it.
0: Yeah. All right. Thank you everybody for tuning in to our 2020 Hapticast Game Awards special. Um thanks for watching.